peace, prosperity, salutations to the family. You're now rocking with the brand. This is the Mastermind Alliance. Let's get it started. As the molecular atoms change my body's composition I evolve in different places and times with a different mission My body goes through vital transitions and decomposes I enter new bodies, look through their eyes, breathe through their noses I've been here before, that's what they mean by deja vu I travel Timbuktu and spoke with deities with a high IQ See they knew so they let me enter Solomon's vessel when our bloodstream and spirits all mixed, it became special. Built a temple from the map of my brain. That ain't no myth. Jubilee, Jubilum, and of course, here on the myth, I left signs and symbols for the sincere adept members. But the further I get from Solomon's body, the less I remember. See, the Masons try to use my craft up in their lodges to symbolize the Kaaba, pilgrimages, and hodges. It's incomplete, cause man and mind are complicated. Can't duplicate or dominate it. It's been abominated. The structural parameters of my mind are all dimensional. The protons and neutrons placed in me were intentional. When I took Jesus' body, I mixed and diced the energy. Let the positive force outweigh the negative for better chemistry. Disappeared for 12 years and entered a mystery system. Wrote about the greatest temptations and how people can't resist them. Left a diagram for people to practice mental telepathy. But the knowledge was hidden in a state of villainous treachery. It's destiny they thistled and thorned me. Jews scorned me. People warned me. God took my spirit and retransformed me. My organs were used to practice neurophysiology. I didn't bring Christianography. That ain't my bibliography. My words were rewritten by the scribes of Constantine. He quarantined the lessons over in St. Augustine. He got them hidden in Different signs and different symbols. You never have to fear the unknown. No need to trust. Like a spiritual insemination and arterial infiltration. Sometimes I enter a person and I leave before they die. In some cases, they ain't as pure as I thought, but I still try. The celestial body is like my main genetic code. Plug it in and have me a telekinetic episode. Let it unload. In your veins and your passageway, mixed with H2O, oxygen, blood, and DNA. Open your penile gland, touch your cerebral cortex. Then the line and all up and down your vertebral vortex. It's water and sperm and germs infecting worms. It's insects that inject bacterial to infect. So I protect all your genomes and your chromosomes. Maximize all your estrogen and your testosterone.
Peace, prosperity, salutations. You're now rocking with the brand. This is the Mastermind Alliance. I am Yurima Karama. So good to uh, uh, be able to speak with the family again. Yeah, that was off of my latest CD of From the Trenches Out of the Tombs. That joint is called Memory Lapse. And... Uh, yeah, it was interesting when I was writing that joint, actually. It was I wrote that really like years ago. Um, <clears throat> a lot of my ciphers that you that you uh, hear me do on uh, on uh, Facebook and IG sometimes a lot of those are written from years ago. Um, some shit is timeless, man. It, it really is. So um in any case, if this is your first time rocking with me, uh, make sure that you go to my webpage www.com. Yurimakarama.com. Make sure that you go there so that you can download my app. Also, make sure that you are connecting with uh, my nonprofit organization, The Unity Walk, which is our nonprofit organization. And you can go to www.theunitywalk.com. New energy. I see you. J. Ali, I see has entered. Candice, Goddess, Temple. I see you. Um, I am Mary. I see you. Uh, Waikisha's over here in the room. Uh, Latina's here. Stephanie's here. Christine, Mael, kiss me, adore. I see you. I see all the family on. It's awesome. Uh, we're going to have a discussion and we're going to have a serious build that I am looking forward to. Uh, and so, uh, and we're going to have, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a real discussion. Uh, you'll probably find out, get a little bit more insight into into Yurima Karama. Uh, but I wanted to have, I've actually been wanting to um, have this discussion for a while now. And so I think that, uh, you know, this is an appropriate time. <clears throat> um, Mackie Mack Mackin, thank you. I appreciate that. Damn. Uh, I appreciate that. Vicky Aqua, I see you too as well. Empress, thank you. Uh, so before I, before we go, uh, there are a couple of announcements. One, I got my brother up here, actually both of my brothers, um, <clears throat> New Energy, D. Ivory and uh, J. Ali, uh, make sure that we are supporting their brand and what they're doing. Uh, New Energy, he's providing, you see it over here, uh, the Facebook family can see as well. He's providing the uh, crystals um, and uh, his crystal work is bar none. Uh, some of the best that I have seen, and I'm just appreciative to him for the work that he does. And uh, he's also he's also uh, sometimes uh, uh, he does great therapy work as well. Um, yeah, I've, we've had those therapy sessions. So make sure that you are locking in with. Uh, don't call him for the therapy though. Call him. He'll 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 he'll, he'll yeah. Because I'll get cussed out for that. Like, why'd you let him know I'm on for therapy? I just do crystals. Now my phone is blowing up. So, yeah, make sure that you were reaching out to him. Nah, call me, call me. <laughs> okay. And uh, also, uh, Jay Ali as well. Uh, make sure that you're reaching out to him for his brand, Sovereign Creed. And I'm not wearing it, but I uh, his, his shirts are, uh, they, they speak volumes as they should. Uh, they speak uh, and sometimes it's it's better to have uh, your your shirt or something say something rather than you having to say it. As a matter of fact, when the shirt says it, that's all that needs to be said. You've said it. And so um, I think both of those brothers um, for for the work that they are doing, make sure that we are supporting them um, and you will hear from them uh, shortly. Um, a couple of announcements. So that's one um, 
another announcement. I got two more announcements. One is that um, this coming Sunday, yeah, this coming Sunday is our Father's Day. I, yeah, we changed we changed the game. So from here on out, because Father's Day really should have been particularly for black men. And, and when I say Father's Day, I'm, I'm see see it's important for us to separate ourselves from the pack. Um, first of all, men, we're not going to ask too much. We're just going to do um, a lot, unless unless it's our woman or something, then we'll communicate that. But on a larger scale, men are really just doers. Um, so we don't have to ask for permission because we're not sheep and we're not somebody's child. We went through childhood already. Um, so so we're not going to ask for permission just like if I just like if we decide to have a party right now, let's just say we decide to have a party with some Bacardi and no, we ain't calling Cardi. Uh, but it, but but let's just say we just say we did that. Who are we going to ask for permission? No fucking body. Right. Because there's no need to because we can do what we want. We're adults. Right. So uh, particularly for our aboriginal indigenous melanated men. It was so hurtful. When I found out that they were doing the LGBT pride thing in the month of what, June? And then they 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 did the Juneteenth and did that debauchery there. And it was just like, oh, and then you got Father's Day in that month. So they aligned in Father's Day. So Yurima Karama said, no, actually, Father's Day should be in the month of Black August. Shout out to uh, George Jackson and his brother, Jonathan. Yeah. Father's Day should be in that revolutionary month, the month that we are in right now for strong black men, strong black fathers out here. So we're going to do that on August 15th. Um, and I mean, that's what I'm going to do. I don't, I, I'm definitely not doing it in June. So I'm going to do it in August. August 15th is the date. So uh, for the black women, for the black goddess who have uh, your black gods that you support and that you show love to show them love on that day because that's that's our father's day notice i said this is for aboriginal indigenous melanated men yeah crickets <laughs> it should be for us and and we should have no problem we don't need to invite others to the barbecue and all of that. No, this is for us. This is for Aboriginal, Indigenous, Melanated men. Support that. That's August 15th, the new Father's Day for our, our Aboriginal, Indigenous, Black, Melanated men. The other thing is this, and the final thing, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go into the subject because the subject is very, is very pertinent. The other thing is this, is that I'm putting together, and it's going to take me a minute, but I'm putting together a program for young black girls and young black boys, particularly this is for a specific group, age 13. And um, and this is the reason why we have to get and I would I would uh, if you have suggestions on how we can make this happen, um, please feel free to inbox. Please feel free to email. But we have to. uh get back to having a rites of passage for our babies. 
Every other group has it. The Hispanics have it for their, when their children reach a certain age, they have that rites of passage for them. They give them the rites of passage into girlhood. They give them the rites of passage into boyhood. We know the fake Jews do it. They have their day for their children. And we need to have that. Because one thing it will instill back into the adults is the importance of our seeds, but it also instills pride within our children and the community that supports them. This is about community support, but it's also about actual rites of passage and recognizing and acknowledging that. No, not just sitting back saying, oh, yeah, it's a rites of passage, but actually having a celebration because that is a celebratory time and it should be for our youth. And this will and this will involve men and women stepping up to the plate to make this happen. But it also will involve men and women making sure that in order for those children to make that rites of passage, that we are playing a part in their lives before they get to that stage. This is very important that we start because we're moving into a new paradigm. And one th one of the things we don't want to do is repeat some of the shit that we've already gone through. This is a new paradigm. That means shedding of old bullshit, shedding that shit. That's why we that's why I talk about the the internal work. That's why you hear me talk about the shadow work. That's why you hear me talk about uh, uh, knowledge itself, taking a look at self. That's why you hear us talk about these things, because it's just that important. So if we're moving into a new paradigm, then that's leaving a lot of the old shit that we don't have use for a lot of that baggage. Some of you in relationships, you should know what I'm talking about. You have to leave some baggage so you don't bring that shit into this relationship. Because you can fuck off a good thing by bringing that old baggage, that old shit you got into this. It's the same thing moving into a new paradigm. So there's certain shit that there's certain shit that we probably want to bring with us. But there's a lot of shit that we want to leave right in this third dimension as we move into fifth dimension paradigm. So, uh, again, inbox. Uh, let me know. Um, <clears throat> let me know your uh, any ideas that you may have on that. But we do need to do a rites of passage, have a rites of passage for our young seeds. And I say that age is 13. Um, and so let's get on with it. So I mean this the way I did. Revolution, religion or spirituality. Um, actually, D, this is from. This is kind of from a um, the room that you did yesterday um, <clears throat> kind of had me thinking. Uh, and, and I think the topic you were talking about is the is the labels. Um, and I'm not going I'm, I'm not going back there, but I did. Um, I, I was thinking about my journey um, because we're all on a journey. And I was thinking about the journey that it took me to get to where I'm at. And then, you know, when you add in everybody who's on this panel right now on this stage, the journey, like what did you have to go through? Uh, Sovereign Creed. Yeah, thank you. This is uh, make America pay reparations, not make America great. Make these bitches pay reparations. Yeah, because we're owed every bit of it. They can start by giving us the country back. Let's start there and then uh, work our way down. Uh, but what journey did we take to get here? And. Um, revolution, religion, or spirituality, which is best for us to continue. Um, one of the things that, one of the things when I was thinking about this topic and I was thinking about 
the aspect of these of different organizations and um, the foundation of truth that they stand on or don't stand on. And that was kind of the catalyst for me uh, creating this 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 content because because, uh, yeah, Kevin Anderson uh, totally agreed. That was kind of the context for me creating this is because um, when I was thinking. I was like, wow, I, you know, I really took a hell of a journey. Um, I was thinking about my prison experience. Right. And <clears throat> with my prison experience, what you all don't know uh, for those that haven't that haven't uh, uh, gone through that experience, first of all, uh, salute you because uh, it's a bitch to get through. But the part you don't know is that the same shit that I do now, the same way I talk now, the same way I I, 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 I give it raw, uncut now, I was doing that shit in there. And it's a different, see, it's a different, it's a different cycle as out here when you're in the comfort of your home and, and, and I talk freely like I do. Um, and there's billions of people out here. So um, there's billions of people out here. So it's like, who the fuck is your Rima Karama? You know what I'm saying? But in there, when you talk loud, when you have a voice, you might be on a plantation because that's what they are. They're fucking nothing more than plantations. They call them compound or prison, prison compounds, but they're nothing more than plantations. So you might be with like 2000 people. So when you have a voice like mine, that shit is going to get back to the administration with the quickness because you got all the snitches, you got all the rats, the informants, the agents, all of that. Uh, but their job, the, the prison administration's job is the same job as the system of white racism out here. It's to keep groups divided. That's their job. It's to keep the racism. It's to keep the racism going. Like, like, like they will bring in real fucking hunting knives for the white boys. They'll bring in like white boys will have real knives on the compound. We got to make our shit. We trying to fucking scrape shit and take two plastic toothbrushes and make knives out of them. White boys got fucking real butcher knives that got brought in shit like that. Um, they want the gang turmoil. They want the, the, the division between the gangs. Because, see, as long as we're focused on 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 fucking off one another, then we're, we're never focused on fucking them off. And, and that's the whole premise. So so going through that, when you have a voice like mine, it was like, oh, we got to get this. You, you know, I was transferred all around. Like I was transferred to 12 different institutions across the country. When you talk about diesel therapy, yeah, that I was that guy that they put on diesel therapy. They constantly had me on a plane or some type of bus transferring, like get them up out of here. So, but how did I get to that point? So I started out with the nation of Islam. And let me, let me, let me say this. <clears throat> first of all, first of all, there's step stages and degrees to growth. So some of the books that started me out, the first three books I ever read, the first three books I ever read were um, Autobiography of Malcolm X, The Autobiography of Vasada Shakur and Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. So those were the first those were my three books that I that I, that I that I read. Then from there, I believe my fourth was um, I believe my fourth was the. Um, uh, 
a book dealing with Jomo Kenyatta and the Mau Mau's. And then right after that was the Maroons. And so what resonated with me, the revolutionary part resonated with me off rip. Um, that that it, 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 I always questioned the spookism shit. And so one of the things that, that I've learned in my travel is that even with my own organization, the big thing is transparency. If you can't, if you can't ask your organization a question or if you're trying to be a member of an organization and you can't ask them a question where they don't, where they, where, where they aren't, where they aren't getting defensive about it. If they get defensive about it, that means that there's cracks in their armor. That clearly is that clearly is a sign when they start getting defensive. That clearly is a sign of, uh, okay, some shit ain't. What are they? What, what's the cover up? What are they trying to? You know. And so, so you should be able to ask a question. Now, now, are all questions open and shut? Not necessarily, but there are questions that are open and shut. Just period. Yes or no. There are questions like that. Yes or no. And what I come to find with a lot of these organizations is that asking the most simple questions, you get backlash. Black organizations now, you get backlash. They become defensive, combative. And see, I'm a guy that asks questions. I got to know, like when I'm when I was with the nation, I got to know, like, a couple of the questions I had. Like, I got to know, like. I'm standing on blackness, but but Master Farrar Muhammad was clearly white. And this is who you get. Family, we're going to have a real talk tonight. So anybody who's going to be offended because they're in a particular um, because they're in a pr particular school of thought. This probably is not going to be the feed for you to be on. And I'm not going to be disrespectful, but I am going to speak the truth. So, so, so when I ask that question, like, and what will happen is sometimes, sometimes in our zest and zeal to be a part, in our zest and zeal to find self, sometimes we'll even fucking lie to our own selves. So when brothers say, oh no, he ain't, he, brother, he's, he's just very light. You start like, you'll feed off into that shit. I did. Like you start making excuses. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, brother, yeah, yeah, come on, man. He, but then you come to find out if you do the research, no, this was a cracker, man. This was this was a white dude. He was white. But when you ask that question, another question, another question I had, and this is, and I'm and I'm leading as to why I went through. Why I was a why I was in the nation, then why I went to the Moors, then why I went to the Hebrew Israelites, and then why I finally transitioned to I'm a I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And the and the books that got me to those levels, and the teachings and the lessons that I got that had to propel me to those levels, that I had to go through those schools of thought, those particular school of thought in order to propel me forward. Because I had to go there to ask those questions and to see certain shit. So then when I ask, why was the Honorable Elijah Muhammad at one point called Elijah Pool Bay? And was getting some teachings from 
Prophet Noble Drew Ali. Did I get a clear yes he was or no he wasn't? I never got the clear yes or no. It became combative. Like, oh brother, the honorable Elijah Ma Bruh, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just asking a question. Because the evidence, remember I'm a guy that looks shit up. So the evidence shows that at one point he was Elijah Pool Bay. Not that it says it's a bad thing. My tutelage comes from 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 some great people that I would not have any problem being aligned with. So 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 what's so bad that at one point he was Elijah Pool Bay? Why? Because 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 my shit is right and yours isn't. My religious my religious body or organization is 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 better than yours. These are th this is the type of bullshit and they don't you don't necessarily these groups don't come out and say that but they show it in their actions and deeds by not being honest. The other thing I asked and this is when this is when this is when it was time for me to move. The other thing I asked because because at the end of the day we as black people we fall out we fall out over money. There's a couple things we'll fall out over. <clears throat> money and somebody being disingenuous or, or, or wanting to fuck one of our, either fuck your girl or fuck, or fuck your man. Like real talk. We'll fall out over that shit. Now, there's other shit that we fall out for. But to really fall out, it's about money and you know, uh, 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 infidelity, so to speak. I'll give you a short story. Nikki Barnes, big dope boy. Some of you from that era, you know who I'm talking about. Some, some of you young ones, you probably don't. I'm one of those young ones, but I do know the story because I was around the people. So Nikki Barnes, big dope boy, got knocked. A lot of people don't know, they know Nikki Barnes as the snitch who ratted. They know Nikki Barnes is the snitch who ratted. And I'm not justifying what Nikki did because he ratted. But they don't know what led up to that. They don't know that Nikki actually didn't rat initially. And then you got Guy Fisher. You got Guy Fisher, who was Nikki's right hand man. Guy Fisher till this day is loved. Why? Because he renovated, did renovation work, spent a lot of money doing renovation on the Apollo Theater. As a matter of fact, he's very good friends with Debbie Allen, Felicia Rashad's sister. See, these are the inside stories that I get a chance to know. So, so this was this was Nikki's right hand man. They both in the game. Nikki didn't rat at first. Until the Fed started showing Nikki pictures of Guy Fisher leaving his house. At three, four, five in the morning. Till the Fed started showing Nikki the pictures of Guy Fisher kissing his wife. Till the Fed started showing Nikki the pictures of Guy Fisher up in his bed. And Guy wanting and Nikki wondering why damn, why, why, why haven't I been getting that money I've been asking for? So imagine your guy, your main guy that you trust. He's not fucking your woman, so he ain't your main guy no more. You sitting in prison, you see thee. Now, now again, is it, is it any justification for ratting? In in my in my estimation, no. It's no. There's never that type of justification for for ratting when you in that game. You knew the rules right. when you got in. You knew the rules when you got in. Guy Fisher is loved till this day. I like Guy. I like Guy. Could Guy be around my woman? 
Ah, I got to know that she's thorough because I know he ain't. <laughs> I just got to know that she's thorough. <laughs> but but so that's how people fall out. So now back to the nation. When I'm with the nation, the, the, I, what, what, well, wait, wait, hold up, bro. Where is, and this is what I talk about even with my own organization. Any question that a member has, they, they, I t- they have to ask it. It's imperative. Transparency is imperative. I have to show you the receipts because I know I've learned, I've learned through going through these other schools of thought what not to do. So when I ask, yo, the Million Man March, y'all left out with bags, garbage bags, hefty garbage bags full of money, not just one or two hefty garbage bags. They lifted garbage bags up out of there full of money because brothers was given the first Million Man March. When I asked the question, yo, what, 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 what's going on with the, where's the money? Oh, nigga, you didn't put nothing. Did you put something into the pot? You were all niggas worried about the money. Uh, yeah, because is we building or what do you have to hide? What do you mean we just worried about the money? Yeah, is we building? I might not have put anything in the pot because I was in prison. But I damn sure know I'm not getting a goddamn thing out of the pot either. Neither is you, nigga. And so, you know, when you can't, when, when, when these organizations become combative, to me what that says is that the foundation they're built on has got some weak fucking, has got some weak legs to it. So then I moved to the Moors. Because I, I kind of felt, I kind of felt like, uh, Moors might be a little bit more, uh, I'm thinking a little bit more revolutionary for me until I get over there. And then I'm like, uh, there's a few things that, that were unsettling. One I asked, one of my first things was, well, Masonic Order, Masonic Temple, Masonic Lodge. All respect to Prophet Noble Jew Ali, but was he a 33rd degree Mason? Now, I understand that there are some people within the organization who's not going to know. But I also understand that I'm talking to some adept Moors of the Moor Science Temple. Simple question. Was he a Mason or not? Because there's a lot of signs and symbols. There's a lot of things within the organization that, you know, and I just I just want to know what I'm a part of. So in order to know what you're a part of, you got to ask fucking questions. Again, the combative. Again, the combative. And then there was a brother. And this is why I had to leave. There was a brother who was actually the national grand sheik of the Moore Science Temple out here. His name was Arlove Hill. Now, interesting, Arlove Hill had been the National Grand Sheik for the Moore Science Temple for like 30 years. Yorimo Karama do, doing research like I do. I come to find out he was he was an ex-sheriff. Now, the reason that I was propelled to do that research is the fact that the institution and our love ill had a relationship, meaning if one of the members within the penal institution 
did something that the administration found unfavorable or said something that the administration found unfavorable, they would go to our, they would go call, call our love ill. Uh, is this part of the rules and regulations of the Morris Science Temple? Well, absolutely not. And yes, if you have to lock this person in the hole, you lock them in the hole. Now, see, to me, that is an act of treason. In my book. Now, granted, remember, I've read, remember, I've read Jomo Kenyatta and the Mau Mau's, and then I've read the, the Maroons. And prior to that, I've read Asada Shakur, the autobiography of Asada Shakur. Then prior to that, I read the autobiography of Malcolm. So I'm like, this other stuff is kind of like, ah. So when you handing over your own people to the enemy, Handing over your own people to the enemy. At that point, I can't trust you. And then what happened? There were started to become different factions. There started to become divisions. And I'm not trying to be on a divided train like that, not within the confines of the organization. And this is how cold it is. So when you have a voice like mine, something happened with the Moors. Matter of fact, I wasn't even I wasn't even at the institution when it happened which was makes the story even crazier because I wasn't even there when I got back. There's almost a full-fledged war going on between these groups. Guess what they say? They call Our Love Ill. There's a faction that's, called, that's following Our Love Ill and then there's a faction that's following somebody else. Our Love Ill says that somebody else is not He's not respected within the Morris Science Temple. He's not. He has no rank within the Morris Science Temple. I am the Grand Sheik of the Morris Science Temple. They say, the administration says, look, these other guys that are following that somebody, we're going to lock them all up. Whole thing is, is that we need to lock up Yurima too. I, I wasn't even fucking there. Oh, we got to lock him up too. Why? Because my voice... My voice, the same shit I do out here. As a matter of fact, honestly, I was going harder in there. I'm in the belly of the beast. I'm going hard. I'm going hard because my premise is that fuck them. That's how I'm living. And also now don't think that there's no fear because there there is some fear because I'm seeing people die. I'm seeing these motherfuckers put Thor, Thorazine and shoot people up. People can't even remember their names, killing people. Don't forget that uh, uh, I think it was Comstock, upstate New York, where they found uh, uh, in, in Kiss Me Adore. You might have heard about this, where they found like fucking 250 skeletons or bodies up under the gym floor in the prison. Yeah. People had been calling calling around for their family members for years. Family members just coming up missing. And the only thing they did in that case was fucking transfer the warden to another institution. This is what our people go through behind those walls. You will come up missing. You will come up dead. So when I'm speaking like this, this is how I know the ancestors. This is how I know I'm on the right journey. I know the ancestors is protecting me because they could have easily murked me. Who gonna give a fuck? Because we don't give a fuck. So... In order to get this thing with this faction, they got to transform me and get me the fuck off the compound, which was which was cool. So. So moving forward. 
when I come into the con- when I come into contact with the revolutionaries, and I talked about this the other night in your room, D, where the revolutionaries were always the ones. Um, when it came to sitting at the table, they would sit for a minute, they would listen, and then they would move out and make shit happen. Fuck it. We moving. We ain't got time for the talk. We ain't got time to sit here and discuss. We ain't got time for the back and forth. We ain't got time for negotiation. They'll go fuck somebody off, get the retaliation that was that was warranted. And, and, and bounce. And they got no problem getting on that plane. They got no problem getting on that bus, getting transferred, getting handcuffed. It didn't matter. They was going to do the necessary work. And that's what I saw. I was gravitating to because because even with the and, and I was part I was part of the Hebrew Israelite community as well. And so then when I when I really started getting into the spiritual aspect and I said, you know what, there's a combination here between the spiritual aspect which is those things unseen and the revolutionary aspect with the, which are those things in the physical. And, and then I started, I started, uh, 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 studying myself on how I can interject the two. And then I realized like, yo, there's a real combination here because oppression is worse than slaughter. So this is something, the reason it resonated with me so much is that this is something that's been instilled in in me. This is why it never resonated with me, that spookism that somebody's coming back to save you. That shit never, I never felt that shit. I never did. As a matter of fact, I was always, I always felt like they missed me on a planet. Like I wasn't supposed to be on this bitch here. I was supposed to be someplace else. I never felt like I was even supposed to be here. So the, 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 the thing about somebody coming to save you, that always seemed fallacy to me. But it was when I came into contact with the revolutionaries, when I came into contact with brothers like Suniati and Matulu Shakur, Tupac's stepfather, Suniati. When I realized that it wasn't the Christians or or any other religious group that helped free Asada Shakur to get her to freedom, because all they would have done is gone up in the prison to pray with her. They would have prayed her all the way to her to, to while she was walking down fucking death row. So it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that it was the revolutionaries. It was those ones who 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 already knew that. I'm good when I transcend. I have to do what I have to do while I'm here right now. And that's really what I gravitated to and what I correlated into my into my whole being. And that's not to say that the other groups weren't necessary. That's not to say that the other groups aren't effective. But that is to say that these are step stages and degrees that we take in life. And some people get stuck in those schools of thought. Some people can't see past. Some people are searching so much to find themselves that when they hear something that sounds that sounds good. When they start studying and they get excited and they're like, yes, this is me. And they actually don't believe at that point that there's any more that they found at all. And we've talked about it in this room before, how you get just a morsel of truth and you think you got it all. And you're ready to blast off on anybody until you come in contact with people who 
oh shit, these are well-studied men and women. These are well-studied gods and goddesses. They got a lot more. But if you are never inoculated with those groups, if you were just, if you were just inculcated with your own group, you're stagnating growth. And when your own group can't answer questions and become combative, if you aren't willing to challenge that, you kind of stay, people stay stuck, man. You stay stuck. And so I, you know, I, um, brother Eli, yes. Yes. Um, you would have to be over here on clubhouse though, family. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to I wanted to I wanted to have that discussion on revolution, religion, and spirituality, and which is best, which is best for you in your particular in your particular uh, space. Uh, so the floor is open, please. I don't want to I don't want to take it all up. Peace, God. Peace, peace to the family. Peace to the room. Peace, peace. Um, yeah, I, I, I like that you that you made this room. Um, you know, somewhat of a spinoff of that conversation, man. And I, I actually really, you know, was really listening to what you were just saying in terms of, uh, you know, following the story and, and, you know, how things uh, kind of transpired in your life or whatever. And uh, do you remember, um, you remember that movie Panther, like the, the reenactment of, uh, of the Black Panthers and all that? Yes. Uh, with all the, you know, the Hollywood rendition of it or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, and it was that scene with, uh, with those facts and the people who was on some spiritual stuff. And Huey and them came to see, you know, if they was ready for action and shit. And they checked all their guns and none of, the, none of their guns was loaded. Remember they was walking around the garden <laughs> and shit like that. And yeah. it was like, yeah, you know, you want to have a sip of some such and such wine hotel, brother Ashe, you know, that, that, that. And it was like a caricature of, you know, that, that, that African spirituality, you know, as opposed to, you know, the, the revolutionary, let's go out here and get some shit done type of mentality. Um, the thing is, like, to draw a connection between the revolution and the spirituality aspect, I personally feel like they're one and the same. I feel like the revolution now... Hmm. As it pertains as it pertains to where we are right now, um, it's, it's shifted. It's not the same as it was in the '60s and the '70s when you know Brother Sundi Ayakoli was out there in the streets of say Odinga and you know uh, uh, what you call them, all them cats. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's, it's shifted. You know, there's a lot of factors that play here. We're not even just not even considering the fucking internet and how that's affected. You know how the world turns and, and just. You know, how that's amplified the effects of, um, you know, white supremacy and shit. Mm. So, I think you got a call. Sorry about that. My fault, my fault. No, you good. So, the revolution, so the, the revolution, the, the idea of what revolution should be is always a reflection of the times because revolution means change, radical change. And, and if the times are constantly changing and, you know, the climate is constantly changing, then our idea of what should change has to, has to change, too. You know what I'm saying? So, so, I, so revolution, the idea of revolution in our minds and that visualization of what it means 
um, has to be has to run concurrent with the shifting of the times. And so where we are now is our spirituality has to be a, a foundational principle that has to change before a lot of other shit can be changed. You mm. see what I'm saying? It's like internally among our people. Mm. So when we talk about like, um, you know, the fact that when we plant a seed, when we plant a seed for revolution, for revolution, we know that we won't be able to experience the shade of that tree. But a lot of us have the sensationalized idea that revolution means that everything is going to be overturned right now in this lifetime. We're going to be the ones that's going to run up with the guns and blow some shit up and everything is going to change. But it's not the same as when the Panthers was lined up at the Capitol building with, 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 with rifles. It's not the same. Facts. You know what I'm saying? You, you will not reach the Capitol steps. What you do not the proud boys. They was able to do that shit, but your black ass ain't going to be able to do that shit. You know what I mean? So we got we got we got to understand like the revolution is is in the consciousness of the people, it's in the minds of the people, which is directly tied to spirituality. I think that the revolution right now is re- the realization that our spirits that that spirit and flesh are directly tied to each other. That that the third dimension is a manifestation of the spirit. We we have to understand that that's where our power lies. You know what I'm saying? That's how we shift what's happening in this third dimensional realm by existing on that fifth dimension and, and you know, uh, shifting things in the spirit so that in turn things in the physical will shift. Mm. And that's the reason why, you know, beyond just, because I've always existed in that, I've always existed in that purgatory where it's like, you know, is, is, it, is it, you know, uh, uh, keep it peace and light or keep the peace and fight mm. I, I deal with that dichotomy all the time in my mind because I, I walk around with righteous anger in my soul all day mm. and I have to balance that shit out mm. especially now I'm in my late 30s at this point you know what I'm saying and so I, just, I, I really got to be conscious of my health and my own sanity and with that comes you know actually seeking peace you know there, there was a revolution in my own mind where I was seeking knowledge and then there was a revolution in my own mind where I'm seeking peace within my own sphere. You know what I'm saying? And only then can I be dangerous in the physical realm. Mm. You feel me? So it's, it's for me, um, mm. you know, just that's the reason why, I, you know, with new energy and all of that, like, of course, um, of course, you know, we know what affects that these, these metaphysical tools that we have that nature provides for us, we know what we're able to do with that. I'm saying internally and how that affects us and how we move in life and things like that. If you're ever approached by somebody who can affect your physical well-being, then you're going to have to come with something physical as well. And throwing a crystal at them might not do the trick if they got a pistol in the face. So that's why I started, you know, my brand Crystals and Pistols because we have to be protected, you know, physically and metaphysically you know so I, I think that that's what the revolution is now in 2021 is is understanding that there's a direct connection between you know spirit and, and physical and you know this is the generation of the gods you know what I'm saying this is the generation where we ascend into our god selves so that when we you know bring that fucking rod and staff down you know to, to, to bring heaven on earth you know that that, mean, that means that we're meeting that we're meeting that uh, what's been imputed upon this generation 
and that's for us to restore cosmic order to this planet. You know, and so I think that it's that deep. I think it's that deep. I don't think revolution is, you know, this third dimensional, third dimensional, superficial, sensationalized idea of just, you know, overthrowing the government and just burning some shit down and then da da da. But that shit has to start in spirit first because the, the, the spirit for us as indigenous people, that's our, that is our power, is the spirit. And so that's like the foundation that if we build anything on top of this shit without filling those cracks, which is our spirituality, then ain't no revolution. Hmm. Hmm. But that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I totally, I, I totally appreciate that, D. And I, I, I'm of the same mindset that revolution and spirituality are one and the same. Um, and that's how I, that's how I look at it. I, I tell you the, um, the, the shift, the shift for me on for for the spiritual side. Actually, the shift. I know, I know the day and time. Like, I know when the shift took place in my life. And and I, I so once I. I I gravitated to, you know, the revolutionary side, uh, uh, and it's it's in my blood anyway. So my father was on that. He was he was part of the BLA, um, and and well known within within some of the ranks um, in that community. Um, but the shift for the spiritual side for me came uh, when I read the uh, when I read Egyptian Mystery Book of the Dead. And then I went into the meta, the volumes of the Metanetta, um, and that's when, that's when I was like, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, I totally, I totally uh, agree with what you're saying, and it's, it is, a, it is a shift, and it can't be, it's, it's different now than it was then. So we can't look at revolution the same as those who came before us, that was a different time and era. And so it's definitely a shift that's taken place. Um, facts. So I appreciate that. Uh, Jay Ali, did you want to add? Yes, peace God. Uh, both of you, both of you uh, really got my my wheels spinning. First of, you, first of all, God, Jerima uh, with the, uh, the journey, man, that you took us on from, uh, wow, that was it's like I learned something about you every single day. And that's that was that was that was very powerful. And then D of always adding value to the conversation. So um yeah, um I agree with both of you. I believe there is a direct correlation between spirituality. Well I'm gonna say I'm gonna say cosmic energy. Spirituality is is taken out of context far too often and mm. some people that have a hard time actually truly defining what that is some people are talking from a metaphysical standpoint some people are just talking about you know uh, I don't know I'm not going to get to all that but from a revolution standpoint as you as you stated we have to look at time frames time periods and we have to learn from history when we go back to the movement that most of us uh, go back to when we think about the essence of revolutionaries was the 60s and early 70s we're talking about you know people like Malcolm X people like um, the Black Panthers uh, people like the Black Liberation Black Liberation Army and when we look at the ideologies that some of them were um, using 
during their heyday, and unfortunately, um, they were they had access to certain information. But you know, us fifty some fifty plus years later, we have access to, to more information, mm-hmm. and we also have the ability to kind of take a look at the, their origin and their history of how they evolved into the, the process and the thought, the mindset that they had. We also have to take into consider the times. We understand the 60s, that was, it was just different. Sure, there are things going on now, but that was a really, truly a different time frame. But as we look at what's going on today, and we look at the tyranny and the evolution of tyranny, how it's evolved from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s up until now, we need to, as D was saying, we need to redefine for ourselves what revolution truly is. For me, I believe true revolution is autonomy. And unfortunately for the predecessors that we're referring to, they never got to truly experience autonomy. Yes, they were revolutionaries. Yes, they were fighting the system. But unfortunately, they never reached a situation or a point in their existence where they could dictate terms to the oppressor, where they had uh, the ability to live autonomously in their own community with and and, uh, not let others dictate to them. Now, we haven't gotten to that point yet in totality, but I do see a, a window of opportunity for us to be able to experience that. But, but the key is for us to have our priorities together. Another thing about revolutionaries is they have this negative connotation of, of being like anarchists. And I think that's what kind of what Dee was uh, alluding to with the, the stigma of the traditional revolutionary. You, you think of the Black Panthers, you think of of, uh, of Fred and Huey holding the, you know, the, the, gun, the rifles and everything. And that's all we think about, you know what I mean? But we don't understand that when we tap into the, the cosmic side and the cosmic energy side and understand that who we are as the gods and as the original, the aboriginals of every single continent and understand that we invented literally everything. We invented the science. And we look at the fact that the civilizations were started from our teachings. And then when we look into the fact that a lot of uh, the structure even in this country, from the way that this country was originally constructed, it came from literally our people designing these structures and then the the colonizers taking it. I mean, you even look at religion. A lot of people don't even really understand what religion was intended for. We invented religion to civilize these mutants as they came out of the caves because they were doing what? They were uh, fornicating with animals, bestiality. They were uh, engaging in incest and they were the true savages. Now they love to try to call us savages, but they were the savages and we did what? We civilized them. And so when they created religion, it was to civilize these people. And what did they do? They turned that around and on the flip side, they used that to control us. And a lot of people in this room, I'm sure, have religious 
uh, upbringings. The, the biggest issue that I have, and I'm sure most of the people in this room have with religion, and, and the guy Yurima kind of touched on that, is the fact that it teaches you to fear. My mother is, is, a, is a, a lifelong Pentecostal. She, she, she grew up in the Pentecostal church. And my mom literally fears everything. She doesn't look inward. She doesn't look inside. She's always looking outward and, and waiting for someone, you know, the her savior to save them. We have this savior complex because we're, we're taught to fear, fear God, fear the white man, fear this, fear that. Don't say this. Don't do that. And so what, what happens is you, you become obedient to things that are designed to be destructive to you. And so, and God, Jerima touched on it, you get to a point where asking questions is considered negative. And whenever you get to a point where you're, you're afraid to ask questions because of fear of consequence, then that, that stimulates growth. That stimu- I mean, that's the stimulate, that stimulates, that hinders growth. And so, as we get to this revolution, religion, or spirituality, I mean, for us, living on our own land, operating as we deem, as, as we see fit, aligning with our ancestors and uh, reconnecting with our heritage, the true heritage, not the ones that has been regurgitated down our throat, but the true heritage that that we've learned through our own journeys and our own shadow work and our own uh, research, if we can correlate the two, and if we can live autonomously, and if we can uh, behave and act accordingly the way we were designed to be, eating the foods that we are designed to eat, behaving in a way that we're designed to behave, and yes, we can experience revolution. But yeah, just, that's, that's my two cents. Yeah, thanks, Yalia, for, for that. Um, yeah, I I think that there, uh, when I think revolution and I think my own life, um, just just talking from my own point of view or, or from, 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 from what I've gone through, um, first of all, you and D are spot on. Um, and I do believe uh, autonomy. Um, is 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 definitely a part of that. Um, I think that I think the revolution starts in each individual person. I think that's the first revolution. Um, that was the revolution for me. Um, it's one thing to know. It's one thing to know um, the problem, the issue. We can look out here and we can see it. Um, and I think a lot of people become defeated. And that's because they haven't done the revolution within themselves yet. Um, so the revolution for me was like was like when we talk about when we talk about when we talk about God, like when you say God, when I call you God or you call me God, that's like that's from my standpoint, that's one of the highest forms of respect that you can give <clears throat> um, a person. When we say goddess, that's the highest form of respect that that we can pay but is but then the question becomes on that person and it's not on us we're we're giving the respect but on that person 
Are they living? Are they living that? Are they controlling? Are they building? Are they creating? Are they doing those things that 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 a God body or somebody who embodies the, the, the God particle does? And, and so I think that that's the first that's the first revolution starts with starts with. At least in, at least for me, it started with me first. I got to get me right. And it was a preparatory stage and I'm appreciative for the journey, actually. <clears throat> um, I wouldn't have had it any other way because I'm hard headed <clears throat> and the ancestors know that. So, um, yeah, I had to go through some some bumps. Um, but I want to get uh, let's get some feminine energy here. Uh, kiss me a door. Peace, goddess. Peace, gods. How are you all, goddesses? Um, I just would like to talk and. Um, as far as for my dad, he was um, a Black Panther when he was on this earth. Um, and um, I asked him um, what made him decide to become a Panther. And he told me that he was tired because he used to follow MLK hard. He was always at his speeches. There's a lot of photos of MLK. You'll see some, see of my dad as a, a teenager, or not teenager, as a younger uh uh, man, a young man standing around uh, MLK. I have a photo on my page. Um, um, but he told me his the problem he had with following MLK was that he was tired of getting slapped in his face. Mm. So, um, and that's what made him decide to become a panther. Um, so that was the change for my dad. And um, Rest mm. in peace, Dad. He was a god on this earth. He was also an original gangster. Um, I don't want to go too deep into it. Um, mm. Ashe. Rest yes. in power. Rest in power. Yes. Um, so I learned a lot from him while he was alive. Um, and then as far as like, um, I agree that revolution and spirituality goes hand in hand. I don't really like religion. I'll be the first to say how much I despise it. Um, I like spiritual growth, you know, um, and um, I like the example one of the gods was saying about how, uh, how, how one of his relatives was just, it's just in fear. And that's how I feel about some of my relatives that I try to wake up, but they just asleep. Um, hmm. It's a lot to digest, <laughs> but um, I, I, I cannot stand religion. I hate it actually. Um, uh, forgive me to anyone if I'm disrespecting your truth, but I, I hate it. I hate that it. our people are stuck waiting for somebody to come out of the clouds and save them instead of saving themselves. Mm -hmm. um, my dad was spiritual. Um, I, I feel like I'm a lot like my father. I'm nothing like my mom. She's a sheep. Mm. My dad was not. Um, 
but I just, uh, I just, I feel like religion really messed it up for our people. You know, I don't want to go any further, but that's what I'm going to say for now. Kiss me, Adore. I feel you. I feel your. I feel your energy right now. Um, I say, rest in power to. Rest in power to a great man that created a great goddess. Um, and <clears throat> as far as the sheep, yeah, as far as the sheep, um, it, you know, um, this has been generational. That this has been pushed on us. Um, one of one of one of the one of the one of the things that that was that one of the things that was um, just on some real talk shit. One of the things that was that was instrumental in um, me loving revolution and loving the revolutionaries. And um, When I say loving the revolution and loving revolutionaries, there, there's, there's revolution just doesn't encompass one thing. There's so many different facets to revolution that it encompasses. Um, and so I think sometimes people want to put one layer onto something. There's so many different things. It's, it's a mentality. It's a way of life. It's a way that you, it's a way that you view things. But the, the one thing that, 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 um, um, that really, that really made me gravitate. And when I was able to see the, 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 the connection between revolution and spirituality, um, was the work that these men and women were willing to put in. Um, and when I say work, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, from the Maroons to the Mau Maus, uh, to the to the Haitians, to our brother Nate or Nat Turner, um, to the insurrectionists, um, to the brothers that I met that I, that I that I met in the pen that just that just had a uh, no tolerance for accepting any form of disrespect, no tolerance for accepting any type of subjugation, no tolerance whatsoever. And the respect, the respect that I saw that group get and then when I became a part of that group, the respect that even even gang members, leaders give the respect like. They might not like you, but they respect they respect what you do and they know that you're necessary. Um, and so, I, you know, it, it's 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 so many facets and different levels to this. And as we move into as we're gravitating into a new paradigm or motivating into a new paradigm, um, there will be uh, 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 different revolutionary views uh, because we can't operate the same way as from the days of old. Some of that is still necessary, but um, now we need revolutionary geeks, you know. We need revolutionary geeks. We need revolutionary uh, 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 um, tech, technology 
uh, uh, people on our team. It, it's so many different facets to it. Um, you know, I was listening to uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. And the brothers were talking about the, as a matter of fact, it's up on my app right now. Brothers were talking about the music industry and how they're doing something to try to change how these young brothers and sisters getting into the game, how they're being tricked and becoming slaves. That's a form of revolution. The change they want to make, that's a form of revolution. So, I mean, as, as, as we move, as we move through this shift, um, there'll be a lot more awakened. Um, the sheep, of course, they'll get left and, you know, it just is what it is. I feel the same way as you though, uh, kiss me adore as far as the religious, uh, aspect of things. Um, uh, and that's why, that's why I really love the revolutionary because the, the religious aspect, the religious aspect, and I'll just be blunt here. The, the religious aspect has a person sitting, waiting and hoping. The revolutionary aspect. Oh, and praying. Yeah, as you sitting, waiting, hoping, and praying. The revolutionary. The revolutionary aspect has you getting up doing work. Revolutionary aspect says, "Yeah, I'm not going to wait on God to take that. I'm going to murder this motherfucker myself. Fuck it." <laughs> and, and and you know and and, and it just uh, it just is what it is. So um um wealth. Wealth, what's good? Peace, family. I don't know if y'all can hear me or not. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. All so right. far, so good. Peace, peace. I'm in a very peculiar spot, so uh, I'm going to make it quick because my service keep going in and out. I'm in the mountains. But um, I love the question. Spirituality, uh, revolution, or religion? Well, to me, there's, there's only... One, one foundation, and that's the spirituality. Because um, the, the comparison between spirituality and, and um, religion, they're two, they're two opposite ends of the spectrum. Spirituality frees your thinking, and the minute your thinking is free, you start to expand your consciousness, you push outward, right? And revolution is the consequence of spirituality. It can stand alone, but it is a definite consequence of spirituality because the more you know yourself, the more you expand, the more you push outward, then the the, the more revolutionary you become. The more you stop accepting the status quo and start thinking outside the box. Like, wait, I don't like this box. I'm going to kick the walls down in this box. Whereas religion teaches you the opposite, contracts, that that fear contracts you. It holds you in a tight space where you're uncomfortable and you, you're scared to move, you're scared to out. You, you, you're just stuck, right? And you're at the whims of whoever else is, is believing puppet strings, right? Um, so I, I definitely believe that spirituality is, my, is the foundation um, and revolution springs out from that. Mm. But just to add my two cents real quick, because I mean, uh, a spiritual person is, is not going to be, is not going to allow themselves to be dominated. A spiritual person knows that God is enough. And God will not be subjugated by anybody. Whereas religious people will just kind of sit and wait like sheep. And you're told that you're sheep. And you're told someone else is your 
flourish. You know what I mean? Like, you, that's, you're never going to see that. You know what I mean? Like, she stayed with the herd and, and, and they do whatever all the other sheep do. You know what I mean? So, that, that, that's my response to the question. I think the topic is pretty tough. Thanks, Wealth. Always love your perspective, brother. Um, before we before we move on, I want uh, I want to I want to play this. And I want <laughs> thanks D for sharing this in our in our group. But I I, I want to play it on here because I think it's I think it's actually pertinent to to the conversation uh, and 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 why uh, it's it's it, it, it's funny because when I came up with the subject and then you put this up, I was just like, yeah, because this is exactly this is exactly what we go through. Just my my dad's uh, group, uh, the Black Panther group. He was in he was in jail. My dad was in prison with um, um, Tupac's dad. You know, he was also a Panther. He was not his real dad, as you all know. Yeah. And he also knew a Suda as well. My dad. And then the the Panther group that they belonged to was the most most watched group by the, the government and, 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 and all of everything in the United States, probably in the world. Like, to this day, they still watch their offspring. So we're considered, uh, I guess, Panther Cubs. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Like, they always, it's always something. Yeah, our, um, our enemy watches us. We don't watch them the way we should be watching them. Um, but they definitely watch us. They know who we are. Um, yeah, I'm going to play this clip real quick and then we'll continue. When trying to unify black people. Welcome, everybody. I'm so happy to see so many black people coming together. We to are not black. The correct term is African. Oh, I got you, brother. That's fine. I can go with that. No, we are Moors. Learn your history. It's okay, brother. He didn't know. Please. Jesus and Joe Biden. Thank you, sister. I get it. All right, listen. Go. I am not your sister. Okay. I am not even I. I identify as we. Okay, well, they identify you as nigga, okay? So I need for you, I'm sorry, I need y'all to take several seats so we can all get together. And the just... Israelites are here! Thank you, brother. Can you have a seat, please? Thank you. I get it. No, we are Muslim! Assalamu alaikum. I get it. We're all from different backgrounds. This is crit. Huh? Oh, dang. This <laughs> is so on point, man. That's exactly what we're dealing with. And, and, and it's and as funny as it is, I mean, it, it's it's real, and that's why I had to. That's why I had to get away. Uh, me personally, I had to make those transitions because th that's real, and and that will stagnate. That will stagnate. The revolutionary is not going to worry about any of that shit. When it's time to go do work, the revolutionary does work, and you know we're not we're not. We're, we're not at a point where we can get caught up over names. We, you know, and, and, and I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad you shared that, D. I'm glad that they did that because it just shows the stupidity in us as a group when we do that. Like we're under attack, literally, and we're, we're, we're arguing over the most minute things that absolutely mean nothing at this point. They absolutely have no, no meat. Like it's like what's more important, your life or this word, <laughs> like you created the word. So your life is, 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 it should hold more value. So, um, I want to get to, uh, brother Eli, you came on over from Facebook. So I definitely want to get you in. And then, uh, the, uh, goddess Aurora, uh, brother Eli, what's good family. Uh, well, uh, uh, glad to, uh, 
glad you let me speak on your platform. But um, I just uh, would really like to agree on a lot of the points that you touched as far as your journey going through each different, you know, religion or group or that you went through because early at an early age I had the same identity well for me I had an identity crisis because it's like damn okay I grew up Christian but as I start coming into a man I start to realize like damn well this group is saying this and then this group is saying that and this group is saying that but to me we all the same and so one of the things that got me was it's like okay I can't really get down with what the Moors are talking about because when you dive into that history you kind of understand like um, y'all you guys have a valid point on certain things but you kind of sold us out with the NOI it's like yeah you guys kind of have a valid point but I'm not with this savior complex it's same with the Christianity it's like I don't believe somebody's gonna come down and save me until I got enrolled into a, a job course and then I realized like it was up to me to do the work to get out of here to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish for myself and it was like yeah I can get on my knees and pray every night or can, you know, buckle up my pants, strap up my boots, and get out here and do the work for myself. And once I realized that, I kind of let all of that go. And then, you know, uh, one of the things that really propelled me was um, somebody hit me on the hidden colors at a young age, probably like when I was just in 2011, maybe. And um, I watched it, and I was like, yeah, this is the type of shit that I be on. And um, I feel like spirituality and revolution, like uh, Wealth said, goes hand-in-hand. Because once I start diving into spirituality and learning about myself and learning about who I wanted to be and where I wanted to go, it was like, well, the revolution is necessary because if you ain't on the same shit that I'm on, then fuck you because I'm trying to reach a certain point and I want unity amongst my people. Like, this, this other shit got us too divided when... Literally, no bullshit. I got the I got the receipts to show it. I had a conversation with one of my female friends. Of course, she's you know a black queen, but she was telling me there's a such thing as white Haitians. And I said, wait, what? I said, well, maybe you didn't do your research properly, or maybe you did. I don't know what, what part you missed, but ain't no such thing as the white Haitian. Please tell them come to me. I got a hundred million questions to ask you. And that shit kind of threw me off, divided shit as us. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? And when you say station degrees, I agree with that 100% because you can't you can't go from, from point A to point D without going through all the other stages to learn what it is that you really are, what, what it is that you really believe in. And, you know, that's all I got. So I don't want to take up too much time. Thank you for letting me speak. No, King, uh, Eli, you good. If you got more to say, you you definitely good. My platform, uh, that, that this is this is what we do. This is how we build. I, w- I will say this uh, just for one of the yeah, uh, for one of the a couple of the comments in the in the uh, in the uh, chat. As long as you're looking outside yourself, um, you lose all power. And this is something we've been taught. This is something we've been taught and it's and it's unfortunate. We've been fucking lied to. And that's just a fact. We've been lied to. Right. If 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 we could if we and, and no, I'm not talking to you, Eli. This was this was in the chat. Um the the fact is is that if we could be here, if you could start raising children now and 
Let them know that the power resides in them. And you do that for the next three or four generations. If we could be here to see it, you would see a fucking drastic change. You just would. We've been lied to. We've been fed this bullshit that, oh, this savior, we've been fed this fucking bullshit that, oh, this thing outside of ourselves, everything that exists outside exists within. We literally have the ability to fucking make rain. We have the ability to make fucking winds. We have the ability, I've seen it with my own eyes, to fucking make waves in the ocean or the lake. I've seen people get together, black women, goddesses, get together and, and, and make it happen. Like literally, in real time. So we have these abilities, but, we, but we've been stuck in this paradigm of believing that we have no power. And what they have done is they have manipulated so much that paradigm in us believing that we have no power that now they've, they've locked it in with fear. So when you put being powerless, when you put being a powerless person, you got to depend on somebody else, somebody usually you've never seen. And it's not just Christians. I've asked the Muslims, prove to me that after, prove to me that if you're a martyr, prove to me that you're going to die and have fucking 10 virgins. Prove that. That doesn't come from anything except a writing that you've read. There's nobody who's come back and said, man, I got all these guys. I got 10 to 50 virgins for being a martyr. I mean, come on. Can you find a virgin on planet Earth? But I'm expected to believe because your book says that you can go, that you martyr yourself and you're going to go to some unknown place that none of us has been yet. And you're going to get 10 virgins. Come on, it's, it's stop. So I can't with you on that. I, it's, and so you, you got that. So you got the Christian side, you got the Muslim side, you got, but the spiritual side, the spiritual side says that I have the ability, I have the ability to myself. The, the spiritual side says that if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. I'm sorry if you're hungry and you need some bread. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm seeing people out here beg all day, every day. They ain't just, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't praying. I mean, you know, so I'm just saying, I, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy thing that we have that, and, and this has been generational. This has been generational and, and it's not to, it's not to beat on anybody, but it is to say that, that we have to start seeing the forest for the trees, man. We have to start seeing shit for what it is. We've been tricked. And some of us are waking up seeing that bullshit for what it is. No, I got the power. What are you talking about? I got to wait for some man. Where was that man at that you talking about when our people was being lynched? Where, where was that man at when babies was being fucking used as, gay, as bait to catch alligators? Where was that dude then? Stop it. No, we got to save us. Right, right. And I agree with that 100%. I just wanted to uh, say one more little thing, you know, share a little personal experience. As far as with me, it's like my, my mom is real caught up in that Christian God complex. And it's like, I tell her all the time, like, I feel like you're choosing God over me. And I'm a tangible being that you can feel, see, touch, and actually talk to. But when you put him over me, that drives a wedge between our relationship because it's like, yeah, I will help you because you're my mother, but why don't you try praying a couple more times and see what that do? And then when you get on the phone and you can actually reach me and call me, it's 
say, hey, son, this, that, I need help with this, that, and I even help. You just want to hear me and talk to me. And if I deny your call, guess what? I, well, you, can you put me in the same status as God? Because I don't hear you, but, you know, you praying for me. And, you know what I'm saying? I, it was one of those situations where it's like, oh, I praying for you, son. It's like, I didn't need your prayer. I needed you to talk to me, inspire me, because words mean something. They uplift. I don't need you to tell me about no prayer that you sent out for me because I can't feel, I can't touch no prayer, but I can I can feel your voice. I can feel your emotion. I can feel your energy in the way that you speak to me. Not know, well, God, you know, I don't want to hear all that shit. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but yeah, I don't want to hear all that. Talk to me, call me, contact me, reach me. Let's, you know, work past that. But as long as, long as you got this God complex in your life, it's going to drive a wedge between us because I want to feel, I'm a person. I want to feel, I want to hear, I want to talk, you know, and, and that's all I got to say. Thank you. That's some real shit, bro. <laughs> that's some real. That's some real shit, bro. Yeah, it is, man. And, and, and crazy thing you. is, you know, I, yeah, I feel that shit. I, I, I know you felt that right. deep. I know you felt that deep. Hell yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, D. Damn, that was that was. Crazy. Oh no, that was I was just I was just relating to the brother. I actually, um, you know, I went through that shit with, um, you know, when I was married with my ex-wife. Um, and, and what was crazy is that, you know, just in, in trying to uh, exert the energy and, the, and to try to pull somebody up into your state of consciousness, that shit is an impossible feat, man. That shit is that's not what's up. I mean, you can plant the seed and hope somebody waters it in the future. But, you know, the type of the type of pushback I was getting, man, I was waking up, you know, in the middle of the night to getting rebuked in the name of Jesus and shit like that. And, you know, uh, trying to explain, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to explain shit, like trying to break shit down to somebody who really will look, you know, will look her her black man in the face who provides and does everything I'm supposed to do as a black man. Look me in my face and say, "Why should I believe you?" You know what I'm saying? The whole time she got a picture of white Jesus on a nightstand and get mad at me because I, you know, I knocked it on his face. Like, get this shit up out of here, man. Mm. You know, so we had some, you know, we had issues in that in that regard. So I'm just relating to the brother because, you know, beyond, you know, being a black sheep of the family, like we was talking about in, in Brother J. Ali's room a little while ago, beyond that type of shit, dealing with your family in the house and shit like that, it's another monster when you dealing with your significant other and y'all on, the, on that type of, uh, y'all got that type of difference between y'all, man. So it's, you know, you got to be careful out here. <laughs> you got to be careful. It's, it's a real spiritual war, and that shit manifests in the physical, no matter how you cut it. I think um, I was like 10 years old when I realized that um, I was going to hell, according to the Christians. Um, I just remember my pastor always saying that the derelicts outside um, was of the devil, and they speak the devil tongue. And then one day when we were all having Sunday school, um, uh, one of the derelicts came inside and started speaking in the tongue and the next thing you knew all the elders of the church including the pastor started speaking in the same tongue so that's what threw me off I was like wait a minute isn't that the devil's tongue like just confused me and from there I became the black sheep of my family um, that's anybody that would be a, that would be a very easy trivia they all know it's me um, but even like in my like early years, I, I just knew that that wasn't the life for me. You know, I was raised in Catholic schools, and then my mother's Pentecostal when she wanted to be. And my grandmother was a diehard Baptist that cursed all the way to church. 
you know. So it's just a lot of hypocritical things going on that I started questioning that did not make sense to me. So, um, you know, and then now and 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 my and my I wish I learned this earlier in life, but I don't think I was paying attention to my dad too much, but you know, you gotta learn things yourself, especially me. I'm an Aries and I'm hard headed and I have to learn the hard way a lot of the time. <laughs> so, um, I just remember like, you know, growing up just now, it just fast forward, you know, um my mom who's this diehard Christian is like, Kiva, you know you're right. You you just you always talk like you have everything. You just say you you have this and then look the next thing you know you have it. And I and I'm trying to show her like because it's called manifestation. You can manifest manifest what you want and you can utilize more of your brain. You know, our brains are super powerful and they they're trying everything in the world to stop us from utilizing um, every aspect or every part or every inch of our brain. Um, so, or brains, excuse me. So I just, you know, everything that I have today is because I manifested, you know, I, my life changing was in 2000, um, 2007 is when I changed my whole truth. And it was very difficult with this guy on YouTube called Cameron Day Ascension Series. It was very easy to get out of that um, that trap. I felt like I was in a box and couldn't open the door, like I couldn't get out of the box. And then ever since I changed my truth, I, it's totally different. Like, just see things differently. I'm not depressed. I'm not upset. I'm not sad. Um, I'm none of the things that most people are out here. I don't I don't mourn a long time when someone passes over. <laughs> like I'm just a completely different soul, you know. So thank I'm you for thank too. you for the, uh, sharing that. Um, real quick, Jay Ali, I, I want to say this while it's still on my mind. Um, um, and this is for this is for this is for our brothers, man. It's for black men. Um, so when we look at the concept of white Jesus and you look at the reality of this society up until now. Um, and again, this is not to make an excuse because I'm not. I'm just saying, look at look at let's take a look at a broader picture. And then you'll know why I'm about why I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Um, when we look at the concept of white Jesus, if you try to put yourself in the in the foots in the in the shoes of a black woman, um, whenever she looks around, and this we we all know it's by design. So whenever the black woman looks around, unless she's unless she's of a higher conscious standard, where she can really see the forest for the trees, whenever she looks around. She's seen white men in positions of power. If she goes to, if she goes to want to start a business, it's usually going to be a white man, white woman there. Um, when she looks at who owns the company, white man. Uh, when she looks at, at who comes in her community to lock up the brothers in her community, white men. If she by happenstance uh, is dating or has a loved one in a penal industrial complex and she goes to visit. Who is the guard that's going to check her purse and shake her down? White man. 
um, when she calls to pay her phone bill or her Verizon bill, although she might periodically talk with somebody who's aboriginal, who owns the company? White man. And so then when you go into the church now, because a lot of black men are stepping away from the church, but the black woman is still there. And she has the white Jesus concept. My point in saying all of that, black man, once we are in a position of power, we can never let this shit happen fucking ever again. Because the fact of the matter is, is that people go where the resources are and people gravitate to those who are in power. They just do. It's been like that because usually the people in power are the ones who are who have control of the resources. So when the shift takes place, overstand that you're going to have to step up and take your place in the affairs of men. And you're going to have to do it in a way that lets the world know that this shit can never, ever fucking happen again. And you're going to have to do it in a way that lets the world know, no, ever, never again will we be somebody's fucking doormat to be stepped on. You're going to have to let the world know that never again will we even, even consider allowing you to exploit our most precious jewels, our women and our children and ourselves. That can never happen again. That's revolution. That shit can never fucking happen again. And it shouldn't be happening from this day forward. We have to paint a better picture. Uh, I want to get to uh, Goddess Aurora because you have yet. Peace, Goddess. Peace, Brother Arima. Happy to hear your voice. It's been a minute. Yeah. I apologize for my absence. I've been extremely busy trying to build my legacy. I've seen you. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you. I said, let me, you know, I got some free time. Let me come on and check in. But peace, family. How's everybody doing? Um, I hope you're safe and sound and, and loved. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, I am a member of uh, I am a MGT in the Nation of Islam and um, I joined the Nation of Islam because I felt like an out, a black sheep in the world I felt like there wasn't anyone who understood what I was feeling and, and my thoughts and the Nation was able to satisfy that void and that emptiness because I was amongst brothers and sisters who were revolutionary, who were in the mindset of do for self, you know, um, don't wait for anybody to do it for you, do it for yourself. So I'm very thankful for the um, knowledge and information and guidance and assistance and protection um, that uh, the nation has provided me with since 2017. Um, in regards to Islam, um, I'm, a, I'm appreciative uh, because it did provide me with the calmness that I was seeking. Um, 
it allowed me to open my mind, but I never felt towards the uh, the mothership and you know and and I, I'm God. You know, you know, I know the God is is in is within me, um, and in in some way, some form or fashion, the nation does say that. So it, it's a little conflicting, um, but I, like I said again, I do appreciate things that it had brought me that I was not receiving um, uh, outside of it. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I do believe wholeheartedly 100% what Minister Farrakhan says when he says um, we'll talk about religion when we're free and that's what I live by so all you know is you know as far as I know and I'm concerned is you know we were we were black we were African before we were anything you know when you exited your mother's room you know before you exited your mother's room you weren't a religion you know you weren't American um, or Haitian or any of these nationalities, you know, you were you, and in in these beliefs and, and and religions and were all placed upon your life. I mean, once you got older, you were able to decide for yourself. But many of us stayed and aligned with that type of behavior. I didn't. My mother was a different religion every week, so. Um, mm. It had me at the point where I didn't, I didn't want to be involved with religion until, you know, again, I joined the Nation of Islam. Um, we, have to, we have to get away from focusing on the, the branches and the leaves. And, and, and that would feed to, you know, I'm from Haiti, I'm from Africa, I'm from America, I'm from Canada, you know. We have to come together and unite under the belief that liberation is the key. Unity is the key. Self-love is the key. You know, who cares if you're a Moor or, or you're a Nuwabian and, I know, I'm not black, I'm not African, I'm African-American. Like, that's all bullshit, you know? At the end of the day, you know, we're still suffering the same exact thing no matter what we call ourselves, no matter what clothes we wear or how we style our hair or, or whether we wear uh, these fake-ass eyelashes or not. You, we still will be shot down in the street. All of us. So, I, you know, I just don't have time for it anymore. And I've spent 16 years... Um, with numerous, numerous of um, our community activists out here from David Banner and Dr. Umar and Isaiah Washington, I, I've done all of that. So it just got to the point where, you know what, I was like, listen, I want to be the change that I want to see. So let me focus on building my business so, so that we can help uh, uh, build our economic base. Let me go out here and buy some land um, so my so my children have a legacy and own a piece of this planet um, that they can call their own that nobody can take away from them. Um, you know things like that that are collect that are beneficial to my people. 
um, that are collective, collectively beneficial, just not focusing on what's going to benefit me and mine. No, um, my whole mindset is, 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 is collective. So that's why, you know, I've pretty much been kind of off the grid, off the social media, just focus on what I need to do, do my part, my obligation to my people. Um, and I think that's what we all should be perfectly honest, be doing, just do your part. You know, you don't have to do it like Yarima or Riz Islam or Brother Ben X or, you know, anybody. Just do it, do it like you and just do your part um, and, and, and stay focused and, 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 and eat well. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's so hard today, I promise you. Um, as a very revolutionary mindset that I have, um, it's very, very hard, you know, um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely doable. And one of, one of the most impactful things for me is when I, when I, um, I dropped my slave name, you know, I'm, I'm from New York. I moved to Atlanta, then I moved to, uh, Charlotte and, um, I actually went and got to visit the plantation that my ancestors was on in, in Chester, South Carolina. And it was so traumatic for me that I literally came home and started the process of changing my, my name. So, I, you know, I, I got rid of my slave name and, and, and took on to honor Kwame Nkrumah. Um, so my last name is now Nkrumah. Um, beautiful, beautiful. So, you know, and, and it, everything is just life. It's just, I'm on such a different path and such a life-changing path. And I just wish we all would just get, get focused and, 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 and pay attention and wake up that, you know, we're, we're getting attacked on all sides out here. All sides. Every single's up, down, left, right. Like, it's unbelievable. And... We got to do something. That's all I know. The time is time is ticking, and we don't have much time at all. Um, get to work, family. I yield the floor. Oh, I agree. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Empress. I appreciate that. Um, and uh, yeah, you know. Um, so, Aurora, I was, I was, uh, when we were talking about our, when we we're talking about our land project, um, one of the things, one of the things, one of the stipulations that I put in is that, um, we don't want anybody with, with religious affiliation. And I lost some members because of that. Um, but, 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 but this is what I, this is, this is how it works. Um, and the reason, the reason I don't want the religious affiliation, um, a few different things happen. I want to be able to break bread with everyone. I don't want to, I don't want to have to divide breaking bread because you have a different religious ideology. Those ideologies really haven't shown me that they can come and sit down at the table together for a lengthy period of time. What happens, let's say, let's say you're in a community of, of let's say a hundred people and 
let's say 75 of them are Christian. Now, you got to that community based on we're just all aboriginal. We're just all black at this point. We're fighting. But then it comes that that there's like 75 of the 100 that are Christian. You don't think that they're going to take control of that community? You don't think that they're going to try to push the ideology, their particular ideology on the rest of the members of that community because they have the numbers? No, I, I would I would agree with you to an extent. Um, I guess I'm a little different. I don't people don't know I'm a Muslim unless I tell them. But I, I do not believe in, in pushing anything on anyone. You know, you are your own person. You believe who and what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's come to a common ground on what we agree on um, and leave a religion and politics to the side. But I, I don't I don't I don't do that. I don't believe in that at all. I'm I'm actually an estranged from the nation of Islam right now because I'm considered a, a Khalid Muhammad. Mm. So, um. You know, and I'm cool with it. I'm okay. You know, I I check in um, because I need to, you know, I still require the protection um, from my past activities. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I just don't believe in, you know, pushing anything on anybody. You know, my husband is, is, is not religious at all, you know. Mm. And um, when I met him, I was going to the mosque faithfully and not once you know did I ask him to go or get upset because he didn't want to go you know or anything um he caught interest in it because of the structure um and the discipline um Mm. but I was never I would never force him or you know do anything like that that's just to me no I just I'm not with that shit so um I definitely, I definitely agree with you. And like I said, everybody's different. I think that Christians have a high tendency of of wanting to and Jehovah's Witnesses are wanting bashers to, to join, to join, 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 join. Um, but um, yeah, that's that's just pretty much where where I stand in in regards to that. I can only you know speak and account for myself. Um, yes. Yeah, in regards to the land, I didn't buy any land in America because you're not gonna com- you're not gonna uh, claim eminent domain over anything that that I put my heart on money to. Um. So, but like I said, you know, everybody has their communities. There's communities all over Charlotte and and Atlanta area where you know they got their rules and regulations. That's fine. Um. Like, like the minister says all the time, he says that, um, you know, this whole planet is ours. You know, just just claim your piece of it. Facts. So, and and that's 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 all I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's facts. Just just a sec. Just, just yeah, just a sec. Kiss me a door. Um, because we got I gotta I gotta acknowledge because I love this brother to life. R.I.P. Doctor Khalid Muhammad. Gotta give him that because you mentioned his name. So. Love that, love that brother. Um, In my opinion, he's the most powerful revolutionary spirit and the most necessary voice that just reverberates time. Yes, and 
Yo, his brother's a fucking, I mean, not his brother, I'm sorry, his son is, 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 is some shit, bro. Yeah. Oh, I ain't gonna get into it, but. Yeah, I know. Man, yeah. <laughs> I know. But yeah, yeah, rest in peace to the God. Actually, his son is fucking slapping the face to him because he was a God for real. Right. Um, Damn but, shame. But go ahead, I'll kiss me a door. And then we want to. I was just gonna. I'm then, sorry. No, go ahead. Then we want to get to Eric. Go ahead. I was just gonna quickly say really quick that I agree on a couple of things with Goddess uh, Aura. Um, I definitely agree in the name change. As you know, my dad was a panther. And he, our names are definitely not um, slave given. <laughs> so my real names, I'll say another time. But I like that. And there's another thing you were talking about. Oh, about um, all the. the trying to name like the ethnicities and nationalities um so i was doing some research just for everyone and what i discovered what they're trying to do is just erase the middle class um the elite can be latin indian black whatever you know any color of the, the earth right and they're billionaires right they don't see color so what they did is they caused chaos for us to see color and division that's also perpetuates you know division and with all of us but when what they want at the end of the day is uh it, the wealthy versus the poor there's no middle class so i agree with you in that too as well so i just wanted to say that really quick well, to that point, real quick, um, uh, I think that the, the elites, um, I think they are specific in terms of demographic. I think that the, that the elites are like Anglo-Saxon Jews or some shit like that. Um, talking like the Bilderbergs, you know, the Rockefellers. You know, that's, thank you, that's, that's a better uh, a better time. But um, I think that they do see color. Uh, I think that, you know, um, I think that, you know, over the course of the past several centuries, you know, all, all these, you know, huge different cultures have been, you know, uh, diluted in the sense that, you know, you know, raped and pillaged to the point to where the whole demographic has become, you know, a mulatto race of people to where we can't even associate ourselves with the land because we assume that those people are not us. I.e., you know, the Native Americans, uh, you know, whatever you want to call them, you know, the $5 Indians and shit like that, or, you know, the people from a lot of these Hispanic nations and stuff. Um, I think that, you know, Africa is targeted for the sake of, you know, uh, genetic preservation for those small groups of Europeans, so... Yeah, but I, what I was saying as far as them not seeing color, I was saying as for them amongst themselves as far as money, but they do know that color is a division, so I probably said it wrong. I totally agree with you, sweetheart. Respect, respect. Um, but also, uh, you know, to the, to the larger point, I think that, you know, I think the reason why we're targeted so much with the religious aspect is because you know, indigenously, we are a spiritual people. And, um, you know, the etymology of the word religion, you know, is to tie back. And the best way to do so is, you know, whatever people put all of their subconscious uh, intention into is the easiest way to control the people. Um, and so, you know, through the use of, you know, uh, usurping the symbols and, you know, the traditions and, you know, the rituals, and the music, you know, the way that we use, we use our frequency, you know, to, to manipulate matter and things like that, you know, it's easy for them to uh, control us when, 
information is, is demonized in the context that, it, that it's taught to us by our ancestors. And so, you know, I just feel like that's the first thing that has to be reclaimed in, in, in the conversation of revolution. Because uh, without that, it's, it's literally like a body with no blood, you know, and that's, that's our lifeline. Um, so I just wanted to uh, reemphasize that. Yeah. One of the reasons, one of the reasons that I uh, was inspired to create Sovereign Creed because it was a very apparent, especially with everything that's transpired within the last year with the, the election year and everything going on with the, uh, the race rights or that well, with the Black Lives Matter uh, protests, if you will, and the COVID nonsense. Is, it was very apparent that due to the fact that we don't control our own content and we continue to let these people dictate to us and, and tell us who we are and, and tell us what we need and tell us what we we need to do in order to uh, function. That we need to get to a point where we have independent control of our own content because at the end of the day, it it, it, it regurgitates. And I think these have once over time and time again, these, these are like spells that are continuing to be put on our people. When you control the words and the words have meaning and they're very powerful. And when you look at the music, you, who, who controls the music? You look at uh, the media, who controls the media? You look at education, who controls education? And when you're constantly, all of this stuff is socially engineered and everything that goes into these plans when it comes to social engineering, the, the main objective is to control the melanated people of the world because they know that we are the true majority. They create the word minority is a spell because they're trying to convince us that we're something less than when we're actually greater than. Uh, when you look at the fact that the one of the biggest agendas that we see in this country right now is the, the whole uh, biracial or the whole uh, ethnically ambiguous and you just see in the ads of, of more than ever of, of black men with white, Hispanic, and Asian women and vice versa with black women with, you know, white and, and different races of people because they got to continue to dilute uh, and amalgamate our people and they got to continue to to, to to get that point across that it's okay to, to, to date outside of race because they're trying to send certain messages to our children because the, the biggest fear that they have is what we have in this room is, is conscious, uh, intellectual, empowered, melanated people who, one, know who they are and know what they need to do in order to be autonomous. Uh, one thing I also want to say is, uh, no, we don't necessarily need religion, but we do need a code of ethics. And I think that's the biggest thing that's plaguing our community is we don't have that code of ethics. We don't have integrity. How many people in this room can honestly say they can count on their hand? How many people do they know have integrity? Like, when, I mean, from the littlest thing, when you say what you mean and mean what you say, no matter what it is, no matter how big, how small, how many people in this room can count 10 people Look at their, their, their favorites on their phone and count out 10 people that they know have integrity. And then if you can take that a step further and ask how many people that I know, or no matter what, no matter the circumstance, who is going to be loyal to me? Maybe your mate, maybe your, your sibling, maybe your, your child, but outside of that group, 
or your parent or whoever it is, how many people are actually going to be loyal? How many people are going to be loyal to themselves? And then you take another step. You look at honor. What are you willing to die for? See, one of the biggest things that pisses me off Sorry, is that people? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my mom, you heard wife. Excuse me, I'm about to uh, wake, up, wake up to young God, and that's gonna be hell for the. That's who really runs this house. My one and a half year old is playing over. Not really, but but yeah, it's 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 crazy to me that I see all of these people allowing the media to to create so much fear that they are willing to go reject themselves with a jab out of fear of their privileges being taken away from them. It's not because someone's holding a gun to their head. It's not because, you know, someone is threatening to kill your children, like literally with a gun or a knife. They're, they're concerned about an inconvenience because their lifestyles will be disrupted. Put the they're goddamn willing. mask on. Exactly. <laughs> they're, not, they're not willing to fight. The people have lost the fight. People have never really even learned to fight because they've been pacified for their entire existence. So no, they don't have, they don't, there's no honor. And then the other thing is respect. Respect for yourself, respect for your, your lineage, respect for your ancestors. You cannot say that you have respect when you're out here behaving and cooning and buffooning and doing all this shit that we say on regular basis and calling a white man your savior and waiting on white zaddy or waiting on the government to give tell give you permission where you can shop, where you can eat, what you can do. That's bullshit. That's not, you don't have respect for yourself. And then the other thing is account to fucking ability. The reason why most people have a problem holding others accountable is because they can't even hold themselves accountable. You you can't even, if you set a goal that, that you're going to eat fruits and vegetables or go on a fast, you can't even last three fucking days. You can't go. You can't go without watching television for a couple of days. You can't go without these guilty pleasures for a couple fucking days. Alcohol, whatever your vices are, we don't have any fucking accountability. And then the problem is with this this fucking culture. Excuse me, if I'm getting a little excited. Social media is that when someone tries to hold someone accountable, what do we want to do? We want to cancel them. Because we haven't been taught, we haven't been raised to be held accountable. And, and, and that starts at home, that starts with parents. A lot of reason why you see a lot of parents out here who can't control their children because they don't have, their children lack discipline is because the parents lack discipline. They don't hold their children accountable because they don't hold themselves accountable. And that goes back to the church. That goes back to the religion. This whole, this whole energy of do as I say, not as what I do. I, I, t I told you before, I grew up in a household, it was, it was a Pentecostal, and then when I moved to the South, I was around all the Baptists, and living in, in Atlanta for ten and a half years, and I, I came across a lot of different factions. I even worked with Creflo Dollar Sisters, so I went to a lot of these mega churches, and, and I'll take it back even to when I was a child, it really used to piss me off when I would... Just look around, even as a little kid in elementary school, I still had enough. My intuition was speaking to me. And I used to get really pissed off when I would see these people performing with the damn Holy Ghost. I'm like, what the, what the hell is this about? 
You see what I'm saying? And then I would see all of the, the, the sheeple, the people don't have time, people can't even think for themselves. You see somebody get up and start clapping because the pastor, you don't even know what he said, but you got to get up and start clapping because the person next to you started clapping. You don't even know what they only said. Yes. You don't even know what they said. You, know, you got to start clapping because the next person is clapping. You got to start singing. You got to start performing because the next person is performing. You know, we got all these copycats. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody stands up and says, what the hell is wrong with y'all? What, what is going on? And it's because we don't have accountability. We don't have any, we don't have a code. And so we have these this idol worshiping going on where we put all of this energy into this man who's regurgitating uh, scripture and they're strategically picking certain scriptures to push whatever ideology that they're looking to push. Okay? If, if you're trying to do an offering, you got to offer for this, offer for that. Well, I got to come spit this scripture to get these people to understand why they need to give this offer. It's a hustle. It's a game. I saw it in all the churches all over Atlanta, all of the big churches. And I went, I attended every single, just about all of the big churches that you hear about, I attended all of them. And, and it's just, I just, it just, it would make me itch. I was like, it's like I had an allergy or something. I just, just, it was just like a bad taste in my mouth. And I couldn't even really articulate it at that particular time. But as I got older and as I started to uh, go on my own journey and doing my own research and really truly understanding spirituality, understanding spirituality had nothing to do with religion. And I started meeting people who vibrate high. And then you also need to take into consideration who are the people that are the most judgmental? Who are the people that are the quick to church folks? Exactly. When, why is it that the church is correlated with our community that is supposed to have been pillars of our community for our entire existence? And yet, all of the things that's transpired over generation after generation after generation after generation, nothing changes. Whenever, whenever a vaccine is needed to be pushed, or it's an election year, you got these politicians that that uh, come to your church and, and, and try to get your vote. Who do they buy off? The pastor. Mm -hmm. We have to break generational curses. That's what hold, we have to do. Stop yeah. that shucking and jiving. Hold up! And hold I, up! I, hold up! Hold up, family. We got to get. We got some other people that got to speak. Eric, you're up. Thank you. Well, I really have to take a minute to um, unpack what um, Brother Jayali was saying. That, that was a lot of truth there. Um, but thank you. I wanted to um, speak real quickly about the point that we were talking about earlier. I think Sister was making it about people being adamant about categorizing themselves or labeling themselves into different groups. Um, you know, I'm from Haiti, so I understand that there's nothing without unity. There's not going to be any power in the revolution without uniting um, everyone. But I think we'll also need a replacement label is the unfortunate reality. I think we'll, we'll need a brand, even in a context of a war of a revolution, you do need a flag to fight under. Um, and even as a student of marketing and rebranding myself, like you need a brand, you need a recognizable, definable brand to rally you know, the troops pretty much. Um, and I think it's more important that we do it at the beginning, like people that are in this room that are well-versed in the history and understand the real intentions behind the movement need to define the, the movement at the beginning because eventually they will label, label us once we start getting 
too annoying. It'll be like, okay, and then it'll be most likely it'll be something derogatory, it'll be something uh, diminutive, like the brother said earlier, it'll be a minority, you know, black movement. So I think it's very important that we take control of the narrative at the beginning and, and use those Western tools against them about branding and marketing and, and control our narrative. Um, the other thing about labels, and I understand the uh, hesitancy about religious people that are so-called that define themselves as religious people. But again, I think it's very important that we unite everyone. And just looking at the three terms, for example, in the title of the room, I don't think someone said earlier like they're kind of a different spectrums. I myself don't feel that way. I feel it's more of a progression, which is why I think we should at least include people at the beginning, whether they're religious or not, whether they subscribe to a, a different faiths or labels. Because I think religion, you start at a religion, a lot of times it's imposed on you, you know, as you, when you're born, when you're a child, so it's not even your choice. But I think there's a natural progression because religion is really somebody giving you answers. And I think the natural progression is when you start asking questions yourself, which then becomes more spirituality, because you're like, well, this doesn't really make sense. Are we talking about literally this has happened or scientifically like this stuff? So you start getting more spiritual. And of course, when you don't like the answers to your questions, that's when you get revolutionary, because you're like, no, this is not the way it should be. You know, there is a better way. So again, I think we can use that as more of a rallying thing to say, okay, now some people will be deadlocked in their faith. You know, you know, I judge people by their actions and their development. So nothing we can do about that. But at least we're opening it up to people that are maybe have questions and are searching their way. Um, and the last one I wanted to make, there was somebody that mentioned about white Haitians earlier. Um, there is a small percentage of white Haitians, yes. Um, well, myself, I'm light-skinned, so, you know, and, and I'll be damned if anybody comes to tell me that I'm not Haitian. I was born and raised in Haiti, so I'm sure there was a history, there's a mixing there in my history, maybe some raping going on, who knows. But I can tell you, like, for example, a, a, a story, there is a story during the independence uh, war, there was, like, for example, a, a Polish uh, community that aligned themselves with, you know, the, uh, the rebel, the black rebels. And I think it was Dessaline that actually let them stay in the country, you know, for the longest. So, yeah, so basically there are certain things as white Haitians. Now, 99% of Haitians that are Haiti now, you know, are have evil intentions, not saying that, you know, every white person is whatever, but I feel it's, it's a danger, again, if we're looking to align and get as many allies as we can, we can't really categorize, you know, on the basis of skin color, obviously. Again, I judge people by their actions. Um, if you're acting in the interest of Haiti, if you were born in Haiti, then I think that makes you Haitian. And at the same thing, you might have been Haitian and not being aligned with the benefit of the people of Haiti. So just because you know, you're black or you're born in Haiti doesn't automatically make you a Haitian in my point of view. So yeah, so I just wanted to speak to those um, uniting um, concepts. Thank you. Yeah, but that, that, hey, Eric, um, you know, that's acknowledging that you're from Haiti, you know, because Haiti, Haiti is a nation. That's that's your nationality. So there is white going to be white Haitians because or Caucasian Haitians because they're Caucasian and they live in Haiti or they're from Haiti or born there. You know what I'm saying? Just like there's. Uh, uh, white Guyanians and white South Africans, you know, uh, is because, you know, I disagree completely. 
with the with the continent or the country that they're from. You know, that's not their ethnicity. You know, unfortunately. That was being I, said. No, I disagree I would, completely. See, I would. Uh, go ahead. No, go go ahead, D. Um, I, but I, I do want to say that um, um, when we talk about when we talk about war um, and alignment, um, and I have to be very clear on this. And and there was a there was there were some things that you said, Eric, that I that I that I agree with. Uh, but that last part, I absolutely um, I absolutely am adamantly against. Um, when we talk about alignment uh, and we talk about allies, the fact of the matter is, is that we don't need any. We've been led to believe that we need allies because we've been fed a lie that we are the minority on that. We are the minority and we're not. We are actually the majority on planet Earth. There's two point five to three billion of us. If you add all of Africa, if you add all of Brazil and if you add just the U.S. and the Caribbean, um, we are the majority on planet Earth. The maps, they have lied about that. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that when we talk about making alliances with people, um, even when you talk about the abolitionist, um, the abolitionists were only willing to go so far. They weren't willing to genetically annihilate themselves in order to save us. They were only willing to go so far as long as their pockets didn't become depleted. See, we have to we have to know who our enemy is in order to know how to defeat our enemy. So when we talk about alliances, we when Doc, Dr. John Henry Clark said it best, we all we got. We don't need anybody. If you're looking for a friend, look in the mirror. We don't need any whites. We don't need any Arabs. We don't need any Asians. As a matter of fact, those are all of our enemies. And all need to get it, just like they've been giving it to us for years. So we don't need to align with anybody. This whole room right now is black. Why? Because I've put it like that. The only the only thing that white people can do at this point, if they if in, in forms of help is to hit the Unity Walk Cash App, dollar sign Cash App, the Unity Walk or hand over the land that they have taken from our people. But you can't talk about, see, see, the thing is right now, if we were the only ones if being targeted for this jab, white people wouldn't give a fuck about us. Just like they didn't give a fuck about those Africans who were being shot up with, with fucking HIV and AIDS back in the day. Just as they didn't give a fuck about those African brothers and sisters over there who were starving, who were being bled out. They didn't give a fuck about them. Just like they didn't give a fuck about our brothers over here who were being shot up during the Tuskegee experiment. You didn't hear white people going around saying, oh, man, those are our brothers, man. We got to help them. No. You actually had white bosses saying, yo, if you don't go get it, you're going to lose your job. That's what they was telling black men. So when we talk about, you know, actions and deeds, you know, you know, white people have mastered the art of acting kind. White people have mastered the art of pretending like they're on your side and black people and black people have been duped into believing that bullshit. Black people have been duped into believing that just because a white woman smiles at, at, at him or her. 
that she's friendly. When in actuality, she just wants that 10 inches of dick and that's it because she only looks at you as a fetish. See, we've been we've been programmed to believe that because white people pat us on the back, that they're our friend. No, he really wanted to pat you on the head, but he had to remember that you're not his dog and that this is the workplace. So 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 when when we talk about this war, when we talk when we talk about revolution from a revolutionary standpoint and a revolutionary mind, and we we recognize that revolutionary suicide as well. When we talk about these these different paradigms, they are eliminated. Why? Because they are the enemy. And any offspring that they would have would be the enemy. Why? Because I have studied my enemy long enough to know that that's how they have treated my ancestors and me. So now we we on some return to sender type shit. We're giving everything back. So the only thing that they can do at this point is give us the earth back in cash app. And I don't even trust the cash app because it's fiat currency. If I can't switch that shit over into a gold standard or a silver standard fast enough, the shit might disintegrate. That's how weak the dollar is in this country right now. So they really can't do too much. And we don't need their assistance on the battlefield. I'm sorry, we just don't. That will be at our demise at, 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 a, later, at a later date. As a matter of fact, that's how we get into this position now thinking that we had friends and not making friends amongst ourselves. D, you were, t- you were up. Yeah, I, just, I second everything you just said, God, and, and, and I just add on to that, that, you know, it's one of their prime tactics, man. One of, the, one of the biggest things that they do, man, and that's the whole purpose of colonization is to claim the land and then, you know, appropriate the land and appropriate the culture that existed prior to them coming and invading. You know these places so in the same way the south africans ain't having that shit all these white people that's setting up shopping you know establishing their own little towns and keeping black people out and shit like that you know they recognize that y'all are not south africans just because you were born here does not make you south african just because white people are born somewhere their parents were fucking uh colonizers or, or, or people that just wanted to come and just explore and have a good time and, you know, some tour shit or whatever the case is, um, they're European. White people are European, period. Wherever they are on the planet, they're European. And then they they fuck their way into the into the, uh, into the people, you know, by having a whole bunch of mulatto children. This is what they've done all over the planet, literally every single continent. It's just that Africa has too many fucking people for them to have accomplished that, you know, uh, over time. But, you know, that's, that's that's really all I wanted to add is just that, you know, no, I, I firmly disagree that there aren't any white Haitians, there aren't any white uh, Africans, there aren't any white Americans, for that matter, there aren't any white anything but fucking, um, not even Europeans, because Africans circumnavigated and, and populated the European continent as well prior to the existence of Europeans or, or white people. So, you know, I just say that to say that, um, you know, white people aren't indigenous to anywhere. Um, and in order for them to exist there, they had to, um, they had to pillage their way in. So that's all. 
and and not only and not only that, D. If a if a German shepherd is if if a German shepherd is on the moon, does that change the nature of his descendancy? No way. Valid point. Valid point. Hey, that's all I was trying to say when I brought that up earlier. I didn't mean to start no controversy. No, Eli, it ain't no controversy. This is this is what this is what the discussions are for. Look, my platform, we keep hey, it real. This is a very mild conversation, Eli. This, this yeah. is very mild, brother. I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, what I'm saying, I'm just, you know. Oh no, we go in up in love, here, Eli. Love, love. This is mild. <laughs> we go in up in here, so. Um, but we also gonna keep it real, man. We we gonna keep it real. We not we not aligning with them. I'm not being in no fucking revolution where I'm aligning with them for what. I'm trying to find my tribe, man. That's who I'm aligning with. You know, my grandmother always said, you know, you got to take care of home first. And and we can't assist anyone with anything until we got our shit together. So people say be one, but I say be only. I'm, I'm, I'm black only. Because hmm. I, I have no inclination of any kind to assist them in any way, ever. Yeah. We we've been everywhere first. We've been in Europe first. They just got there. Everywhere on the planet, we've been there first. We're indigenous to every place on this planet. Secondly, with the um, mask thing, the mask was given to slaves to keep their mouth shut and to, to show ownership and control of another person, and that's what they're doing right now. So I gotta say. Hmm. Yeah, um, I kind of wanna. I wanna. I wanna go. I wanna uh, go some. I wanna go someplace else real quick. It's. It's. We can kind of still tie it in, uh, but so so. Um, historically, and they get his crack of credit, um, but then there's the facts, and I'm talking about Abe Lincoln. Um, you know, there's there's people that give Abe Lincoln praise, but the fact of the matter is, is that Abe Lincoln said that uh, if I can if I can if I can keep slavery in place and save the union, that's what I'll do. If I have to free the slaves in order to save the union, that's what I'll do. So the cracker didn't give a fuck about freeing us or not. He didn't give a fuck. He was he was trying to save the he was trying to save the union. So, but in doing the Emancipation Proclamation. In doing the emancipation, they had an issue. They didn't know what to do with us. Remember, they looked at they looked at Liberia, but that turned into a fiasco because there were some freed, actually some 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 freed ancestors who went to Liberia who were now Negropeans. And what did they do? They went over to Liberia and started like a hundred year war. Because they wanted to take over from the indigenous people and basically implement the same European standards that had been implemented on them here that they had been brainwashed with. So then they were looking at when they were talking about the emancipation, they were looking at sending us to South America. But, you know, a good war strategist always keeps his enemy close and they've always looked at us as an enemy. So they said, keep us right here. But they didn't know what to do with us as far as jobs and stuff. But we were so we were so we had so much ingenuity and so much drive. And we had all we knew all the jobs anyway, because we were doing them on the plantations. And, and when you do the history and I'm not going to go down that down that road. But when you do the history, this is where the, the, the unions were born out of. Because we knew all the jobs 
And in order for the white boys to even get any type of standing, they had to learn and then create unions to shut us out. And even till this day in certain unions, in certain major unions till this day, if you're black, you have to be brought in by somebody. You can't just go and be a part of that union till this day. Somebody has to invite you in or, or who's already a part of the union. But that's a whole nother story. The fact is they didn't know what to do with us. So what happened? A lot of people got government jobs. A lot of our people got government jobs. One, because they can keep you keep a close eye on you. Two, this is how you create a Negro pen. You introduce them to a lazy system. And this is also how you create a buffer or what we call a gatekeeper between us and them. So, so now when you go down to these social service offices and, 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 and you're trying to apply for food assistance or other assistance, you got these lazy ass black motherfuckers and every now and then you'll get one. So I don't want to lump them all together. Every now and then you'll get one or two that actually care and, 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 and want to help. But for the most part, they don't give a fuck because they got a job and they're a buffer between you and the system. And they're going to protect the system with their goddamn very life because that's what they've been trained to do. So now fast forward. That was the Industrial Revolution. They, they, so that's what Abe was talking about. If I can keep the system of slavery in place and still save the union, that's what I'll do. And if I have to free the slaves in order to save the union, that's what I'm going to do because they knew the Industrial Revolution was taking place. And the system wouldn't be able to survive and it was dividing the country. So now. I get this. This shit is happening right now. Talking about this, this pandemic and how they're trying to get everybody needled up. This shit is taking play happening to get rid of our people. They don't want us here in the fourth in this fourth industrial revaluation. And this whole thing is about getting rid of us, because when all this shit shakes out, there won't be enough jobs for us and some of everybody else. They are trying to make us. They are trying to make us the untouchables like in India. Think about it. They have a very uneducated populace and they haven't did the necessary work to bring all the so-called citizens up to speed. And they understand that we are not prepared for the digital age because they have denied us education in that area. This is racial tailoring. After they run all this slick shit on us and downsize us and weaken us, they will look they they will look like it was all just a freak of nature incident. How can one believe that a random disease that just came in from a bat just so happens to hurt the people they have been trying to get rid of the most? If we believe that, then we have to also believe that God hates us, too. Again, this is racial tailoring, critical race theory, the vaccine, the food supply, the police, the evictions and all the rest of this shit is all an elaborate plan to get rid of our people and to have plausible deniability by blaming us. What are your thoughts on this? Are we not? Are they trying to get rid of us because we are not prepared for the digital revolution? I absolutely believe they're trying to. They've been trying to get rid of us. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, I said recently that uh, I, I think that um, you know they, they they have a clear vision of what they want their world to look like, and we do not fit their vision because 
we're not um, even though they've gone to the extent that they have um, to, to burn us out and to you know create this cool class or this boule class or whatever the case is there's still too many of us who are um, even even unconsciously are, are too rebellious against you know the, the status quo and don't fit the mold you know we don't fit the, the vision that they have um, there's a there's videos on YouTube about um, so we understand like the United States is owned by China at this point. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's been the case for a very long time. Yeah. You know, so if you look to what's happening in China and how things have been in China, I think that's that's a, a, a plausible vision. You know what I'm saying? To, to kind of apply to where the United States is, is trying to go, in the sense that everything is streamlined and provided for the people, um, like a, like like a conveyor belt. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody gets. You know, um, food that's fabricated in these farms, you know, these indoor farms and shit like that. And everybody gets certain, every, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of like a, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to explain it, but it's, it's like a, you know, it's, it's like a fucking, uh, an assembly like line. House, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, an assembly line, exactly. But it's just like a, it's like a dollhouse type of thing. Like everything is, is, tailored just to fit the practical necessary needs like like a welfare program for everybody you know what I'm saying I think that's the best way to put it like just a welfare just communism you know what I'm saying and it's a socialist economy but it's from the from the standpoint of um, you know control you know what I'm saying it's not about you know the people that are, that are doing this for the people it's about the establishment that are giving the people just enough ration so that they don't complain um, you know, everybody can be, you know, entertained and happy while they, you know, control and continue to, to uh, usurp the world's resources and shit. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think that that's what it is. We just don't fit their vision for the future. And uh, they're, you know, going to go through all stops to try to eliminate us. And those that are left over um, are going to be subjugated to places like, like, uh, like what we just mentioned, where the untouchables are, you know, in the slums and shit out in India. So, yeah. Mm. I take it a step further when you look at um, the whole concept of the, the social credit system in, in universal China. basic income. <laughs> exactly, universal basic income. You will own nothing, and you'll still be, and you won't care. All that bullshit to that ideology that they're trying to push. But China is the forefront for all of that. They're, they're the forefront for the facial recognition technology. They're the forefront for the social social credit. Uh, when you look at the treatment of our people who've traveled to China, you know, it's, it's, they make it very clear how they feel about us. You look at the current colonization going on uh, in the continent of Kepulon, you look at the Caribbean, you look at they're buying up all the land, literally. It's like Bill Gates in China, in China is like by literally buying up all the land of the, of the entire world here, here in America as well. And so when you when you look at the fact that I put it to you like this, the re, the, these type of rooms and, and the, the conscious awakening and uh, our people are realigning with their ancestors and, and uh, cosmic energy and, and indigenous spirituality, that hey, that's a problem for people, especially a problem for the establishment. And so... It's not a coincidence that in the last year you have all these agendas that have been accelerated mm -hmm. because all you keep hearing is about Agenda 2030. Well, 
2020 was was a very critical year because they had to fast forward the, the, the plan. So they had to create the pandemic so they can push the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never about the pandemic. It's always about, about the vaccine because they need us taking it. And so uh, I said it earlier, because their numbers aren't what they would like them to be. And that's why they're pressing the button on this, this mass marketing campaign to, you know, trying to get us to come out and take it. And, and you know, they, they already started with the fear mongering last year. And now they're rolling out their vaccine passports, trying to divide families, et cetera, et cetera. And then you also, uh, you look at the fact that recently, what have we been hearing about? The, the RSV, correct? Because if they can't get these adults to be scared enough to, to take the vaccine, now they're going to start trying to scare you because they're coming after your children. And now they're going to start telling you about these variants and start telling you that. And, and then what's going to happen is they're going to try to start including that they're already they're already uh, maneuvering right now. They've already keep uh, lowering the the age requirement for the COVID vaccine. Now I believe it's down to twelve. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. then as we get a couple months later, then we're going to do it. It's going to get down to like under 10, 8. And next thing you know, they're going to start offering to babies when they come out the room. It's mm-hmm. a process, and they just got to continue. And, and what we have to do is, is make sure that we have enough of our people on code because the, the biggest issue that I have over the course of the last year is this was just the test run. And the majority of our people have failed it. They just wanted to see who was going to volunteer to comply. We don't, we don't have force. This is not force compliance. This isn't even close to becoming force compliance. But people are volunteering. When I see people walking down the street by themselves with a mask on, I took my wife and my son to the, to the Dallas Zoo last weekend and it, it, it was mind-boggling how how many people in 90 degree weather with, with it's, it's not mandated here we're open and they're walking around with the mask on no one had to tell them to put the mask on mm-hmm. they volunteer you see people, see people in their cars you see people walking down the supermarket and I can tell you for the last year I have literally been oftentimes the only melanated brother walking in either whether it's a supermarket, whether it's Whole Foods, whether it's a, a local grocery store, whether if I have to go to Walmart, which I hate going to Walmart. I hate going to Walmart because it's so low vibrational. But sometimes you just got to go in there and get some shit that you need to get. And I will literally always, and this was before we reopened, but especially now that we are reopened, I am literally the only one walking around without my mask. And it's, it's even crazy because, you know, they got people so confused now because, you know, you got these signs up where it says, uh, we encourage people to wear the mask unless they're vaccinated. And so you got this faction of people that, I see white people that are unmasked walking freely with no mask on and then see me without my mask on and they'll turn around and put their mask on. Or if they don't do that, they'll they'll be they'll be like very reluctant to walk near me because they they I guess they assume that I've been vaccinated because I don't have the mask on and it just create more division. It's just more divided conflict because they got this shit so so crazy. You got, you got these unmasked people right. that you don't know if they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. You got the the masked people you don't know if they're vaccinated. It's just it's just it's just confusing everywhere. But 
and, and and the vaccinated and the and to, to put put more on it, the vaccinated are getting the unvaccinated sick. They're spreading sick. it, and right. so they they fucking us off. I mean, I haven't gotten sick, but I know people who have, and it's like because you took the vac, now you're spreading the shit, and it's the craziest shit. Like like like, you know, I mean. <laughs> There's, there, it, it, it's so crazy because it's like, it's like, what it comes down to for me, family, real talk on some real shit. It's like, when when you know somebody's trying to kill you, and this this, this we have been generationally dummied down as a group of people, like we've been generally generationally the lion has been pulled out. That's why I, I, I don't like seeing any black woman or, or, or brother for that matter. But, you know, it, it's this. It, I don't like seeing sisters when they try to uh, uh, um, not let a black boy child have that have that aggressiveness when they try to pull that from them because that shit is like generational. So when somebody's trying to kill you, what do you do? Do you just lay down and let them kill you? I mean. Because that's what it comes down to. Motherfuckers is trying to kill us. And I know if a motherfucker's trying to kill me and I know about it, that it's it's you it when I know about it, that changes the whole dynamics. It's different if I don't know. It's different if I don't know, but once I know, you're fucked once I know. I mean, we got to we got to we got to do better, family. We really do. I don't even really like having this discussion. Right. Because it's like it's like it, it's it's like, you know, I, I it's like, fuck, what are we going to do, man? You know. Motherfuckers is trying to kill us. That that that's it. That's all. And they're not even they're not even being secretive about it. Only a stupid motherfucker is going to go get that shot. And that's why we're being attacked on on all sides from every, from everywhere, you know. And that's, and that's why I sent you that I sent you that that documentary. Yes. Check that out, brother. I am. You gonna appreciate that. Um, please don't take that fast. I, I mean, I've been saying this since they started talking about this, and if you go back to 2020, you know, you'll hear Cuomo, Biden, Kamala, they're all were saying back then, you know, dig it up, research it, they all were saying, I don't trust the FDA, I don't trust the government, who's going to get that vax, I don't trust anything that Trump is offering us, they all were saying that. So here we go a year later. Now you're telling everybody to take something that you originally told us you didn't trust. Political theater. You're not low. Like this is it's. Ah, gosh, like. That's a fucking circus, man. That's just like the little video that came out. It showed Biden saying uh, somebody asked a, a, a fucking reporter asking Biden. Uh, you know, didn't you say that, you know, if you were vaccinated, you shouldn't be wearing a mask, that, that you don't have to wear a mask? And he's like, I didn't say that. And then they show a clip of him saying, if you're not vaccinated, do not, you do not need to wear a mask. I repeat, 
You know what I'm saying? This is a fucking circus show, man. There's no way in hell that the same fucking source that told me that the people who received the vaccine are now super spreaders and that they carry the Delta variant. The same source that told me that is then in the very next story saying, um, we have a, a very high uh, vaccination uh, hesitant, hesitancy rate. We need to figure out how to close the gap and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 
Hey family, let's uh, uh I want to get uh we got conscious Marquita and Victoria, so I want to get them. Uh people coming up from the stage, I will tell you now, you're coming up to speak just a forewarning because I'm hoping everybody in this room is thorough. But if you come up here trying to defend in any way this vaccine, you will get straight cussed the fuck out. I'm I'm on, on some real yeah, shit. <laughs> white people don't make it to the stage. You 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 know what I'm saying? If you try to defend white people too, that shit gotta go. Yeah, yeah. You will get straight cussed out on, on this on this platform right here. We ain't playing. 100. Um go ahead, conscious. And then we got the two uh, goddesses up. Peace, family, peace. Peace to the world. Peace, God, peace, goddesses, peace. Um what I wanted to chime in on was I think we have a uh, uh, unconscious um, love for the European way of life. So that whole master-slave um, dynamic, I think we um, we try to incorporate that in our daily life. So we become infatuated in you know in the soap operas and the 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 way that they have. Um, portrayed life to be that we quote unquote I'm gonna say we Tyler Perry it. So so um we try to as instead of it being white people doing it, we just put ourselves in the you know, just black people doing what white people you know what I'm saying? It's just like we just we just fill the roles of what they've been doing and we just trying to um copy. That's that's basically it. And that's the detriment of, of who we are. Um, so we, we've also like forgotten how to be producers. So in, in, in the actuality of how life is, it's all about creating. So instead of um, glorifying the carpenter, the plumber, the person that actually does the job, like that really puts in the work, somebody that's the, the landscape of somebody that's cutting down trees and doing work. Um, they they glorify having servants. They glorify having people do it for you, getting things for free. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense to y'all, but it's like we glorify, you know, the, the glamorous life, the, the, the celebrity life where you get everything catered to you. You know, um, everything comes to you. Everybody wants to be pampered, and and, and but nobody want to do the hard, gritty work of what really goes down in in producing something. So our children all want to run to to the the glamour of what the tele television shows. Um, a lot of adults still run to what the television shows or social media shows, um, and we don't realize that it takes it's hard work. Like like. D, what, what you do, man, show your son that shit because right now I'm, I can't even lie to say um I'm not I'm not stuck. Like I'm, I'm I have I have the uncommon sense that SJJ speaking. I know way more than the average um person on this on this realm. However, I'm I, I feel I've been I felt I felt I feel stuck because it's just like I'm so different. It's not I don't I don't operate by um money is not my value system. Like and and I can't I can't fuck like people think that they you know people work for this dollar and, and I don't I can't do that shit. That shit don't make no sense to me. Like I get it, 
you know, but besides that, long story short, we're so ingrained into the system that we passed it down generation after generation um, to, to, to just keep, to, to keep it up, to, to be the brace for it, to be the, to be the, um, the, the, so in order to oppress, to be, you know, in order for a people to be oppressed, you need, or how to say it, um, we have to be in a position, you need, a predator needs to pray, right? So us participating in their system makes us to pray always by default, because that's how it was built. And the, and the more we try to figure out a way how to, you know, vote our way out and all that fucking illusion shit, you know, that the the, the masses, because even, you know, most of y'all know, my mom was a sheep, man. And, and, and it's not, I don't think it was because, I think it's just because she's old, you know, she ain't know no better. She, she sat down and she watched seeing nothing religiously. You you tell her you tell her what you you know and she don't want to they don't want to hear it because they're programmed by the TV and I don't we don't watch TV you know I don't watch TV because it was that that that's what was instilled in me from the from the youth but from youth but at the end of the day we gotta get get off that um the addiction to this European way of life we gotta we gotta get into a barter system we have to um, learn new trades we have to we have to um go back to who we are, go back to our natural way, as, as I always say, and I'm going to yield the mic to you the floor. Yeah, peace, God. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you for that. Um, um, I want to I wanna come back to that, too. Um, there's some things there that I want to touch on. Uh, uh, Empress of Marqueta, you're up. How are you? Peace, everyone. Peace, peace, goddess. Well, good to see you on this platform. I've uh, run into you a few times here in the Midwest. Um, but good to see you on here. Ah, yes, um, yes. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, a lot I could bring up. I mean, uh, Conscious mentioned. Um, yeah, so some of our family members, I, I'm really getting exhausted trying to say much more before there's uh, a bigger divide between some of my family members, specifically my father, who just really quickly took the first jab, uh, proud veteran, uh, ended up with blood clots and, and uh, uh, UTI, and got the call from the VA, time for your second shot, and he went and took the second shot and flatlined twice. And my father now has a defibrillator in his chest. He is alive. Thank God, but you know he has this um, now in his chest. But yeah, it is a lot of programming, and it's brazen, right? Um, why would I put something in my body that concerns me? That's not proven effective, as you all have been talking about. That isn't approved and could suppress, will suppress my immune system. So there's definitely a lot of misinformation and contradictions out there. And man, the censorship is high. Like I can't even post. I mean, just the simplest things, and I'm getting flagged. I'm like, really? This is this is um, nuts. It's it's ludicrous. It's a lot of imposing on the sovereignty of my own body, right? When we know that these PCR tests can't even decipher the flu from the COVID and all this nonsense, right? Um, 
So enough is enough. The, the line has been drawn for me and how the government has overreached. This is my line right here. I'm protecting my family. I have been preparing for quite a while now. Um, it's just a lot of strange things are going on and they're destroying people, separating people. And um, yeah, I think we all in this room know what to do and, and what the deal is. But um, yeah, I'm pretty burnt out when it comes to my family. Um, part of me thinks some of them are seeing now why I've been doing what I've been doing. Um, but of course they won't say admit it to me, but the writing's on the wall, right? For me, uh, the risk of being part of an experiment is greater than any of the benefits. This this is the 11th hour, so all I can do is align with those who want to fight this and protect our freedom and families. I do have a question, because I saw an article about the Marine Corps, like one top, top Marine general, and he's saying, you know, no mandatory vaccinations for his Marines. And I'm wondering, what do you think about weakening our military and how that would affect the U.S. Um, I, I believe that's part of the plan. I believe that that's, uh, that's what they wanted uh, boy Biden in there for. Um, and if you see his handler, every president, all, all, of, all of these fake presidents, um, because the, the, we've been under, under court, under a corporation rule since what I think 18, uh, when did that go into effect? 1870 something? Maybe it was 1873. I can't remember the exact date, but they all have handlers. Obama, Barry Sotero, he had a handler. Clinton had a handler. And the Chinese boy is uh, Joe Biden's handler. So um, the, um, the, um, the, the, the theory right now is that is that basically China is the power. Now it's now it's said on paper that they're looking at China as being the next world power. I think in 2043 or something, maybe it was 2039, but the the central bank moved into China back in 2015-16, uh, a portion of the central bank. So, and we know that when we start talking central bank, that's who that's who runs all of this shit. So, um yeah, I, I would definitely look at them as uh, uh, trying to trying to weaken um, weaken the military branch. This, this the, we're, we're look. We're, we're, I said it. I said it a while ago. We're on a. We're this is a sinking corporation. It's a sinking corporation. And, and, yeah, and and these people look look the the way the way the Federal Reserve now is just printing just printing money that shit went from literally hundreds of millions to trillions now it was supposed to have stopped a year and a half ago the way they're tre uh, printing money you can't sustain an economy like this the fucking debt ceiling is it, it's through the roof and that was yeah and that was done intentionally that was done intentionally and 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 and, and so what happens is uh, uh, between what between 1998 and 2014, what they they say they lost 21 trillion dollars. The government between the Pentagon and the U.S. government said they lost 21 trillion dollars. But people want to and, and, and I have to put this out here because it sounds so stupid, no matter how you feel about the man. The U.S. government, literally, they owe every American at least with what they they say they lost. First of all, how do you lose $21 trillion? 
They owe every American $65,000. They owe all of us $65,000. Where's that fucking $21 trillion at? But what do black people say? Dr. Umar, where's that money, man? Where's the school? I mean, niggas sound stupid as fuck. You won't go at the motherfuckers with the real money, but a black man who, you know, who knows? But goddamn. So, so they're 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 busting the economy. They're telling they're telling farmers to destroy crops. They're trying to shoot people with backs. You got Gates buying up all the land. I mean, what more writing on the wall than to add insult to injury? You go read the Georgia Guidestones and it says clearly in that of all the fucking monuments that they want to take down. Man, take down Robert E. Lee. Take down this cracker over here. But Georgia Guidestone still stands and it clearly says at the top of that bitch, depopulate planet Earth down to five million pe- 500 million people. They ain't took that down. I mean, the writing's on the wall. When somebody's trying to kill me and I know that they're trying to kill me, I need to try to kill them. That's what it comes down to. And, and Vic, Victoria, uh, just just a second, Aurora. Uh, we want to get to uh, Empress Victoria. Before we get to you, Empress, um, I want to read this piece. Marquetta, thank you so much for sharing what you just did. Um, but this piece actually comes from a nurse. She says, first, I want to say I received the first dose of the vaccine. I had an allergic reaction and cannot receive the second dose. That being said, I work on a neuro unit. The amount of strokes we have seen have increased with patients that received the vaccine and then had strokes within six months. Yes. I know that these individuals could have had a stroke even without the vaccine. However, what made me really reconsider my stance on the vaccine was the following. We had a married couple admitted to our unit, ages 78 and 81, married for many years. They received the vaccine in February together. Four months later, the husband had a massive stroke, and two days later, the wife had a massive stroke. They passed away within two days of each other. For both individuals to have a massive stroke at the same time is quite a coincidence. They were healthy individuals for their age up to this point. This was the determining factor for me that I decided against the vaccination for my family at this time. They are tracking the relationship between the vaccine and strokes because it is in every H&P of my patients. However, nothing is being released to the public. There are, look, there, I, there are no coincidences. Everything coincides. There's no coincidence. I got a partner right now. I got a partner right now. Every she's on God. She's been to fucking several funerals. She had to talk to the ancestors and they told her, stop going to funerals because you're going to keep going. Because they're going to keep because our people are going to keep dying. That's what the ancestors told her. She's been to seven funerals. All of them took the back. Come on, man. These people ain't playing. They fucking killing us. Go ahead, Victoria. Yes, peace, my brothers and sisters. Peace, goddess. Yes, it's a pleasure to be in this forum. Um, this room is some something certainly that we should be talking about. Um, those vaccines are dangerous. We don't know what they are, but we do know that it's an experiment. And it's like we as black people, you know, we are blind, deaf, and dumb. 
and we have to wake up and it's just you know it's, it's i'm grateful to see you all having this type of room discussing these things unfortunately so many of us have fallen asleep it's like they were against the vaccines at first and i guess it's like kind of like that and i hate to say this but the monkey see monkey do kind of thing and it's like okay this person is okay just because they don't see that that person is having an issue right then and there they're feeling like, okay, it must be safe, but we don't know what these vaccines are doing in the body over a period of time, but we do know that it's affecting the immune system and, you know, other things as what you just shared. Um, how do you pronounce your name? Yorima? Yorima. Yorima, yes. So, you know, thank you for reading that information because there's a lot of information out there and, you know, we just have to keep on pushing it out there, getting it to our people, you know, waking our people up. Um, you know, it's like we're being heard like cattle into slaughter. Oh, it's good to see you, Aurora. Sister Aurora, good to see you, beloved. Oh, you as well, beloved. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, um, I just want to say I'm so in support of this room and hopefully the numbers begin to grow more and more as we have these kind of discussions. Um, we have to prepare ourselves for what we don't see. So everyone in here, I hope that you are um, stocking up on food, water, non-perishable, you know what I'm saying, food items, just all of that emergency stuff because there's a lot brewing and we don't know what the enemy is doing. We know that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan told us earlier on, do not take the vaccines. I don't know if y'all listen to Brother Rizza Islam. You know, he said, um, you know, not another Tuskegee experiment. We know what they did to our people then, and they have not changed. You know, the open enemy is still the open enemy. He's just doing using different tactics. But we know that they are targeting our people. When you see these rappers and these different, you know, um, advertisements focusing on the black community for us to get out there and get these vaccines. You know that they're trying to kill us. They don't love us. It's not like they want us to be healthy or <laughs> they've been trying to kill us all along. It's like, come on, wake up. You know, they are trying to kill us. And so it's good that we are having these discussions. I appreciate you all for being here. We just have to keep on, you know, spreading the word, doing all that we can because it's about life now. It's do or die. And like the minister said, um, you know, if someone is forcing you to get a vaccine, that's war. You know what I'm saying? So it's time to fight. It's time to say, okay, we're not, that's it. We are not doing that. Hey, that's what it's about. So I appreciate you all. Thank you for sharing that. I would agree, sister, because the fact that um, you're trying to help us allegedly with this vaccine, but you're not helping us with nothing else. You know, we, we're not getting reparations. Come on us, you know, get justice or anything else like that. But you're helping us with this. Stop it. That makes no sense. And and, and Brother Yurima, if you don't mind, I, I, I came across this, this memorandum earlier today, and I just want to briefly uh, read over uh, what the Secretary of Defense had put out to uh, all Department of Defense employees, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right, he says, um, as, as many of you know, President Biden asked me to consider how and when we might add the coronavirus disease 
to vaccine to the list of those required for all service members. So over the last week, I have consulted closely with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and uh, the secretaries of the military departments, the service chiefs and the medical professionals, and I appreciate greatly the advice and counsel they provided. Based on those consultations and on additional discussions with leaders of the White House COVID Tax Force, I want you to know that I will seek the president's approval to make the vaccines mandatory no later than mid-September or immediately upon the FDA's approval, whichever comes first. He said the, the um, by by the way of expectation, public reporting suggests the Pfizer vaccine could achieve full FDA approval early next month. And it, you know it goes on and on. But the more important part is you know they're really going to be trying to get this put down on people who are you know in the military as well. So. I've had a, quite a few people saying you know, a lot of things, but we have to be mindful in regards to how this is about to go down as well. And, you know, if anyone you don't know that once Pfizer gets this approval from the FDA, that can federally mandate this vaccine on all of us. So be mindful and, and, and prepare to do what you need to do. Well, well, um, yeah, uh, Aurora. So the thing is, is that um, first of all, a mandate is not law. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, they can mandate whatever they want. I can mandate them to. Well, I won't say it. Got ladies on. But mandate is not law. Uh, that's first and foremost. The second thing is everybody in the military is not taking that shit. They can mandate what they want. Everybody's not going to take it. And so they can they'll create division right there. But they don't care. That's the whole thing. Because they're sitting back watching this play out. It's an experiment. And they're seeing how far that they can go. Do they have bioweapons to attack? They have bioweapons right now that it can that can attack by race. They came out with bioweapons that can attack by race back in the night. What? 1967, I think. 67. Uh, maybe it was 72. Late, late 60s, early 70s. I did the live stream reading the document off to you. So. Um, the fact of the matter is. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, is that um, there is no revolution without bloodshed. And once we once we come to that realization, once we come to that realization, and then once you come to the realization that it's going to be a lot of your own people too, that ones that look just like you have your same skin color, they're going to be the ones trying to knock you off. Matter of fact, they're going to be the ones. They're going to be the ones that they send in the community door to door. That's who they're going to send. Right. So so you know. Um, and then you have to also realize that 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 um, there's a lot of people that are going to buck, but there's levels to bucking, just like there's levels to revolution. <laughs> there's there's levels to all of this shit. There's levels to bucking. 
Some people was only going to buck until the cop yells and raises his voice. Then that bucking stops. Some people are going to buck until ah you, until you put hands on them. Then that bucking stops. Some people are going to buck until ah you grabbed his you, you grabbed his little girl or you grabbed her little her little girl or her little boy. Ah okay, I give. Some of us are going to buck until the death. That's right. One of the purposes of these vaccine passports is to create civil unrest. And you got a motherfucker like Biden, you know, try to use that to institute martial law, but whatever they try to do, we will be prepared. And the main thing for us as a people is we need to stop be always being on the defense. It's now, this is now more than ever, it's time to be on the offense and being prepared. We need to be prepping. We need to be yes. prioritizing our, uh, our resources, making sure that we are and putting our money into bullshit make sure we're buying things that are tangible it's not just about crypto but it's it's about you know ammunition weapons like how many people in this room have food for at least two to three months you understand what i'm saying food and water you know i mean do you have backup generators do you have uh i hate to keep bringing it up again but sad songs walkie talkies masks Things of those nature, survival kits. Right. You have those things. Do you, do you, you know, if, if if you have to go on foot, are you prepared? You know, say, are you in shape? Are you exercising? On a record? Are you eating the proper foods? You know, no, and, and, and then on top of that, you know, there are solutions to to some of this uh, legalities and stipulations. You know, uh, if if you're in a situation, if 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 you are uh, employed by one of these organizations who try to dictate terms to you saying that say for instance if you, if you don't take the vaccine in a certain time frame that you could potentially lose your employment um, well you know we have a thing called contraindication vaccination forms that are available to you you know mm-hmm. so there, there are solutions mm-hmm. so there are solutions so what we cannot do is allow these people to back us in the corner to make us feel like if we don't do this that then, then, then it's just our life is, is over. So we, we need to buckle up, strap it up, and get prepared. You need to, you know, instead of going to the club, maybe y'all should go to the gun range. You know what I'm saying? Maybe y'all should go learn about cooperative farming. You know, if you want to learn how to break away from the system, to learn how to grow your own produce, there's, there's a little right. Shit, me and my wife sell hydroponic tower garden so you're in the room of solutions mm-hmm. yeah we're talking about issues and problems but one of the things that, that we talk about in this room and talk, talk about in these room and even my platform we are about solutions so if you have certain issues or, or certain problems that you need addressed i promise you somebody in this room has the antidote for it. for sure and, and and you're right the the prepping um the prepping and and, and and at the end of the day the, the easiest it, it's so easy to say no it's just easy to say no just no so that you'll be able to sustain regardless of whether your boss requires you to get the vaccine and they want to fire you or get tested every twice a week all this nonsense they're talking about Definitely look into creating your own job so you don't have to depend on them. Um, 
you know, which is, you know, one of the things that, you know, I strive to do. You know, that's why I started my own business and, you know, homeschool my child. So we, we don't have to, you can't tell us nothing. You know, you know, we're not on any government assistance at all. So, sister, can I say something to you? Yes, yeah, sure. we should be doing that anyway. It shouldn't take a, a, a damn a, a mandate of a vaccine for us to want to be self-employed. That's what I'm talking about. We need to start being on offense and stop being on defense. But please continue. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we we, we I, that's one. Like I said, one thing I've always appreciated about the nation of Islam is pushing that us to do for ourselves do for ourselves. Don't depend on this government or these Europeans to do anything for you. It's our response. It's our families. It's our responsibility to make sure that our children eat and our children are educated and they know their history. That's that's not their responsibility. That's ours. So we have to do what we have to do. And, and, you know, if you guys need anything as far as your everyday necessities, the link in my bio we pretty we got you and everything is from black owned businesses and you can and 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 you don't you don't everybody we gonna keep it we gonna keep it real on my page everybody everybody don't can't everybody's not capable of running a business let's just be honest about that so everybody can't run a business you can come work for me though you'll never have to take a vac so find you a company we we should we should have black people employing black people we should be employing our own people the fact of the matter is is that when we from from and again just keeping it real 99% of black businesses in this country do not employ 10 people or more that's sad that's fucking sad it's disgusting that well, no disgusting is not the right word, but it's 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 despicable that we 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 should be employing fifty to a hundred people in black companies. The majority of black the majority let, let me finish. The majority of black companies in this country is the person who started the business. That's why I put the beam up the other day. If you have a business, if you have a business. And you're doing the majority of the work in that business every day. You don't own a business. You own a job. And it's still ownership. Don't get it twisted. It's still ownership. I own a job. I have businesses that I do the majority of the work in. So I own jobs. And when I can put some people in place when they're ready to work, because that's the other that's the flip side of it. We don't want to work unless it's sitting at a fucking uh, it's sitting at a desk where we can play on our phone in between phone calls. That's not real work. It's necessary in certain areas. But, um, you know, we don't employ our people. So that's the other side of it. Everybody's not going to go out and start a business, but you can get with a black company like mine. You'll never have to take a back over here because I'm not taking the shit. So, um and there was something else I wanted to hit on, but go ahead, uh, Jay Ali. Oh no, I was just going to say that the part of the issue is, and you know, we we, we talk a lot about in, in the groups that I'm in from an economic standpoint. We we don't have like strategic alliances from a business standpoint. Too many of us are, are competing with one another. Facts. And the other thing is we don't. Uh, 
See, one of my uh, strong suits is um, as a like a liaison. I'm able to match. I'm like a matchmaker. Like I see what this person is is involved in, and I see what another person is involved in, involved in, and I, I bring people together. It's like, a, for instance, one of my strategic network partners uh, deals with business credit, and you wouldn't believe how many. Black-owned businesses don't structure their companies right from the concept from the very beginning. And so a lot of times, a lot of these banks, and we'll get to the, to the point of if we should be banking with these people anyway, we shouldn't, but you know, until we actually have enough of our own uh, banks, unfortunately, some of us have had to go to these other entities. But what I'm saying is we don't, too many of our, our companies aren't structured properly and we don't have uh, a commercially recognized address that, that allows us to get business credit and get it done in Bradstreet number and get a, a business experience in the biggest act. We don't even have that education. A lot of times we just, we just get an idea and we're excited and we get our family to support us and we just start a business but we don't start it properly. And then once we, uh, then we have a hard time making it scalable because you know, like I know most businesses fail. Mm-hmm. And so one of the people in my network, that that's what they specialize in. And I have another lady who's like, a, um, she's almost like the equivalent of a business personal trainer. Most people who go to gyms, they don't see results because they don't know what the hell they're doing. Just like most people who start businesses, they fail because they don't know what the hell they're doing. So the, the goal is to be scalable. Mm-hmm. And so in order to be scalable, you got to have a strategic marketing plan. You got to have... Uh, you gotta have search engine optimization. You gotta have, um, you gotta have, you gotta identify who your target customers are. You gotta, and the key is not just to have new customers, to have repeat customers. And so I, I believe aligning ourselves with the right people who can help us execute our vision is extremely important. But I think we also need to start prioritizing certain industries that will keep us from being dependent on these people. We gotta start thinking about supply chains. I don't care if it's if it's a trucking business, whatever trade it is, farming. You know, we need more black farmers. And I understand all of the, the obstacles that we face when it comes to that, but that's because we're always trying to go out to White Zaddy to get him to, to lend a helping hand and we need to start helping ourselves. We need to start supporting ourselves. Well, and start Part, part of part of doing that, God, I think too is 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 um, so. These are things that we need. It, the the the. So so this is what happens. This is what happens. The same the same conversation that we're having now was had back in the early 1900s. Was the same conversation that Malcolm had in certain parts of Harlem in Brooklyn when he was when he was still on the scene. These are things that we need right now. What we need is we need to be in close proximity to one another. Because when they, when they, so industry, when we talk about moving into a new paradigm, when I'm thinking about moving into a new paradigm, I'm not even thinking about using European terms. I'm not even thinking about using European catalogs. I'm not thinking about mo- using anything European. Part of our problem is even even in this feed when we say when we say um, and 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 I do a lot, man. I do a lot, but I realize we're spread out. So even when we say I got you, like, do we really got you? 
it, it, it's it's almost like and I and I don't want to I don't want to deflate, but I always got to keep shit in the real context of what it is. It's almost like when you say, "Hey, man, how you doing?" and and, it, and it's so it's so cliche now. Because you ain't expecting the person to really tell you how they doing. You ain't expecting them to put the weight of the world on your shoulders. It's just something that's a formality. You don't even really, a lot of times, don't even really mean how you doing. Because the response back you're waiting on is, ah, yeah, I'm good, man. And keep it moving. We're in a situation as a people where we need to like-minded, the ones who are really on this shit, it ain't a lot of us on some real shit. It ain't a lot of us. So we have to be in close proximity to one another so that we can help one another. If some shit happens right now, I can't help you in Texas. I just can't. I'm in Ohio. Unless it has to do with Cash App and if the grid goes down, that shit is fucked. So, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's like we have to we have to. Right now, motherfuckers is trying to kill us. Motherfuckers trying to kill me. I'm not worried about a service industry. I'm not worried about any industry. I'm worried about investing in goddamn bulletproof vest. In this case, a syringe vest um, and, and some other shit. And how? Where, where, where are our meetup spots going to be? If the shit jumps, uh, do you have a do you have a viable way of getting there? Who are the most important people that we need at the meetup spot? Not that everybody isn't important, but there are certain ones amongst us who have a certain skill set that we will need. See, this is the this is a conversation we need to have, and not that the business part isn't important because it is. Shit, I just had $10,000 deals, literally, not bullshit, and I'm not making that number up, just this week. $10,000 deals that I that I couldn't do anything. Why? Because I don't have the employees, because they don't want to work. That's what I deal with as well. But but if I was in if I was in close proximity to my tribe, we would have that $10,000. We would have that monthly coming in. I had to miss that. Why? Because I don't have, and I think that all of us are in a similar situation. Why do you think we have the meetups? Because we can't find the people closest to it in our immediate vicinity that's on the same shit we on. So we gotta get, we gotta, we gotta get there to where our the tribe helps one another. Uh, right now, we spread out. And what does the sniper do with people that spread out? He picks them off one by one. I definitely agree. I'm going to shout real quick and ask a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any way that, D, I know you got a brother that, I know you you do crystals and pistols, and you got a brother that's into, um, uh, like, uh, training, I believe. He's an instructor. But can we have a Zoom... We'll be doing like weekly or bi-weekly um, training sessions with firearms. The members of the unity will be whatever you you know. Um, <clears throat> uh, you, you, you're saying uh, you, you're talking about tapping in with our folks. 
regards doing something with the Unity World, is that what you asked? Yeah. So I, I can definitely check into it. And, um, sure, he wouldn't be opposed to it. Uh, but um, you know, to, to, to that point, you know what I'm saying? Like the thing, the thing about it, about it, when it comes down to being armed, you know what I'm saying, and being prepared and things like that. Like this is some shit. Like we got to be. Everybody has to be willing to invest time and energy into like what it really means to be trained and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like even even as even as we're having these conversations and we talk about you know getting ready, in a lot of ways, a lot of people it's too late. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who's not already in an entrepreneurial mindset, anybody who's not already um, distrusting the government, you know what I'm saying? Who, who wasn't already like this going into COVID, you know, and, and you, you just now getting getting to the point where it's like, oh shit, maybe we need maybe we need to think about getting some guns. Maybe we should think about doing and it's like, yo, like honestly like if if just just the basic knowledge of, of certain things as it pertains to us being autonomous and what, what it actually takes for us to to uh you know, to exist in a sovereign community, like these are all things that people have to have already been primed up to a certain degree, at least, um, to know how important it is to, to actually be able to uh, withstand the, the frame of mind necessary to, um, you know, to actually embody that among the people who are already there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we can't, it's not time right now for trying to pull new people on, on, on board. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's time right now for it. Everybody who already on code, you know, you know when when shit hits the fan. Like if you ever been in the club and people start shooting or a real bad fight break out, you got some people that it could be three, four shots that went off already. The riot and already started. These people still with their eyes closed with the bottle in the air, still grinding and grooving and shit. Back. Yo, yo. It's it's still it, it, I'm, the shit hit the fan. Somebody can be. Gushing blood out the top of their fucking head, and it's gonna be a sister in the corner still twer- twerking upside down, pussy popping on the handstand, and don't know what the fuck's happening yet. You know what I'm saying? Just like you know, in the Titanic, where the fucking ship is already halfway in the water, and you got people in the back of the ship that's still fucking and, and doing whatever they're doing, don't even notice the ship is sinking. You know, and, and and we just don't have time to be trying to go back to go save people in the back rooms in the corner in the dark and the, the back that don't know the ship is sinking. It's time to get the fuck on this on this life raft and keep it pushing. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what uh, I think that's what we got to be focused on. Um, but uh, that's not necessarily um, um, addressed to what you were asking me, conscious. I was just that's just what I wanted to say before you even said that. But um, as far as the um, the firearm training and stuff like that, man, I think that's definitely something we all should be looking into individually in whatever state that you're actually in. I think that. Um, Twerking in lace fronts. Uh, yeah, I, I think we should definitely talk about it, though. I think we should definitely talk about that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. That you just you just hit a point, D. I wanted to uh, remind the family because uh, this is uh, damn. What what's uh, today's the? Oh, it's the twelfth. So we are uh, we're going to meet in September. D, you and I and Wealth will have to sit down and pick a day. Uh, but the next spot is going to be Bucks County. Uh, uh, 
Pennsylvania. It's one of the homes of the uh, uh, Underground Railroad. It's 3207 Street Road, uh, Bensalem, Pennsylvania. So that's going to be our next meeting place uh, for anybody that <clears throat> we do this once a month where uh, we get out and uh, we uh, we get together. Um, so the next place would be uh, uh, Pennsylvania, which will be uh, September. I think it'll be beginning of the month, but we'll sit down and, and, and come up with a date. And uh, probably the next time we uh, we go live, uh, we'll let everybody know so that you have time to prepare and, and come out. I just wanted to add that. Aurora, I think you were saying something, going to say something. So I absolutely agree with the like you know it's enough it's t time's up you know we we don't have too much time um, and we're in the fourth industrial revolution and we're behind in technology the door is closed it's just, it's so much that's going on right now and it's my thing is listen either get in or get left. Just, just straight like that and even I'm with you 100% you remember I, like we were searching for almost a year trying to hire people and just you know, just can't get anybody then we were able to hire somebody the person don't want to come to work so it's like you know me and my husband are running this business by ourselves and it's hard you know we're wearing all the hard bats and just you just can't get anybody to want to come in and, and, and do the work. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to check, man. And people are getting that free check every week, the unemployment check. The mm -hmm. thing is, when they start requiring the vaccine to get that unemployment, that's what it's Because mm -hmm. wow. right. I, had, I had employees, I had employees until the pandemic. And once they saw that they could get more on an unemployment, it was, uh, it was a wrap. I lost contracts and everything. I was like, damn. And yeah, so now I'm back to square one trying to get get employees and, and they still getting the residual uh, uh, effects of that. You, you're absolutely right, D. Fuck, man. Sad. Oh, it's, it's coming. <laughs> it's right around. That's why if you don't have if you don't have something that you can monetize, a skill, a craft, a fucking uh, doing backflips or doing something to know how to some type of way to make some type of money on your own, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what I mean by it being too late. You know, to the sister's point earlier, and it was a great point that, you know, people need to start thinking about entrepreneurial shit, but, you know, I've been, I've been in business consistently, nonstop, only on an upward slope since 2017, and I'm just now to the point to where it covers all my expenses. You know what I'm saying? Like, like literally just now to the point to where I can actually handle carrying my own weight based off of what I create. You know, and, and that's that's five years in. Everybody's journey is not the same, you know. But you know, when you think about, you know, just the the the, um, the ups and downs, and just the the trial and error of starting a business, you know, that ain't no shit. This shit is happening right now. Right. This shit is happening right. They telling you today, you can't get a fucking job without a vaccine. Right now. You know what I'm saying? And so. It's just it's just a matter of uh, it's a matter of working with <laughs> with folks that's already on code, man. Yeah, you have to be an entrepreneur. You know, get a trade, start learning a trade, so that you right. can cut that dependency cord 
and, and do what you need to do to take care of your family, you know? And we like black communities, everybody out here, they entrepreneurs, and that's fine. You know, you need, you need some workers. But that's the need of plumber and welders and, you know, electricians. All the stuff is going to be needed. But see, but see, but see, Goddess Aurora, you're you're absolutely right. But it it, it then it goes back to what D just said. <clears throat> it's kind of like you're going now to get that, and I I, I don't I don't think I, I would be the last one to tell or to try to defer somebody from doing something, uh, especially positive like that, because we definitely need more apprentice programs. We definitely need more welders. We need more electricians. We need more people with those with those skills but we're in the midst of the war right now so even getting that skill um <clears throat> that within itself like to get a welding skill and unless you're just a quick learner that, that that's time and the reality is is that is that you know that money isn't coming in right then because you're getting the skill and I think that 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 we we have to, you know, I, I always want to talk in in the realistic terms of what actually a person goes through. Because I, I, you know, I, I, I've been I, I've I've had to get back on the plantation years ago because the business wasn't, you know, I, and, and it wasn't moving the way that I needed it to move at that time. And I had to make some quick moves. And then finally it got back on course and I'm doing I'm doing OK now. But, you know, for somebody just starting out to say start a business. You know, I gave a stream the other day and that was that was that was the exception. That wasn't the rule. Where Stephanie set this dude up, got him the LLC and immediately the first contract is hers brings him over literally the next day, writes him a $7,000 check. That shit ain't happening like that. That's just a black woman who believes in the dream of a black man and says, yo, I've been down some of these streets you've been down. I know what you're about to go through. So here, let me help. Let me make your road a little bit easier. But that shit don't happen like that. In real time, that shit is... You do the LLC. First of all, that shit costs anywhere between 125 and 150, depending on the state you in. So you got to come out of pocket for that. You then you got to Then you got to get your marketing set up. How are you going to promote? Then you got to try to get clients. And nine times out of 10, you you trying to get clients before you even do the marketing, because the marketing is going to take some money. To put to put yourself out there. So now you trying to get clients. Clients ain't fucking with you. You're a new business. We ain't heard of you. And, and, and then the clients that you might get, they going to lowball you because they know you knew. So show us what you know, because they looking for some cheap shit. You got to eat. So you might shortchange yourself. Because you knew in the industry, like there's a whole lot of, and I know you know Empress because you because you got a business. So when we start talking about somebody getting a skill on top of it, they ain't even got a business. First, they got to go get the skill. So welding, 
Okay, I'm gonna let me jump on that real quick for these motherfuckers come saying I gotta take a back. Well, damn, how long is welding? And look, I'm not even talking about underwater welding. Let's just talk about regular welding. How long does it take to get that skill? I don't know. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying for an example. So that's one. There, there's other skills. I mean, that you can get, but if, if, say a year and a half. What you gonna do in that year and a half? That you gotta eat still. <laughs> so <laughs> I think the point I was just getting at D is that is that I was making the comparison with what you said. Like people are supposed to already be on this shit. You trying to get on it now is kind of like you Johnny come lately. Right, right. I think that the the hardest transition for us is to go from this whole idea of you know, shit hitting the fan being some far out, one day it might happen type of thing. You know, even, you know, up until a couple of years ago, you know, we got shows like the Doomsday Preppers and, you know, we got all these different, you know, concepts of survival and shit and uh, what we would do or should or could do whenever the world ends and shit like that. And, um, the only time I remember it being like, the only time I remember personally feeling like, oh shit, something's about to happen right now, was when, um, was Y2K. Because, mm. you know, obviously I was, I was a kid, so that, you know, I was a teenager, so that shit, that shit fucked me up. When that, when the countdown was happening, I was scared that everything was going to shut down. You know, and, uh, and 9-11, and when 9-11 happened, you know, again, I was, you know, I was, I was uh, in high school, you know what I'm saying? And so, <clears throat> I say that to say, you know, over this over the span of the past few decades, you know, this is the first time that the whole world is really on edge, not knowing what's about to happen. The possibility of the world as we know it ending is being, is becoming real to everybody. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, when when the whole world is getting hit to something, it's too late. It's it's it's, it's when when whenever there was small groups of people. Everywhere that was, whatever. Matter of fact, when the Move organization was in that, was in their apartment or, or in their townhouse with megaphones screaming out to the whole neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? What what needs to happen? You know what I mean? And they were that radical. Where it was like, yo, I don't give a fuck. Anybody that's under the sound of our voices gonna know what type of action needs to be taken. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody else was like, oh, these people are crazy. Like, you know, and they they. It was it was black people in that neighborhood who called the fucking police to end up bombing that whole burnt the whole fucking neighborhood down. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm saying that because small groups of people, the 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 uh, you know the, the the factions of people who catch on to the information early and start to prepare early, those are the ones who become the leaders whenever the the shit actually burns down. You know, when I when I when I when I look at The Walking Dead, which is again my favorite um, visual uh, representation of where I think this shit could really go. You know, what I'm saying in terms of like, you know, how what people are having to do to survive and you know um, and to rebuild after all of this shit is over with. You know, if anybody's watched The Walking Dead, um, you know, there's there's this uh, this larger group, this larger group that was run by the dude Negan. You know, he was a wild cat, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, he actually had a structured community and, and the dude, the governor, they had like structured communities 
but they started building those alliances before the world had ended. You know, they already had conversations with folks before the CDC released the fucking the virus that turned everybody into zombies and all that shit. There was already groups of people that were saying, yo, in case, worst case scenario, how are we going to move? And then later on, fast forward several years after the fucking world ends, they still have standing communities that are structured and governed and organized because they were already on, on code. So, you know, when I think about what we're doing with the land project, in the, in the community that we're building, how we have all these different people with skill sets that are applicable to building a new community. You know, I actually see something that has longevity and, and uh, a, a solid enough foundation that we can build up and know that, you know, the masses of people, the, of course there's people that have land projects who are doing the exact same thing that we're doing in pockets across the world. But at least we know that we're ahead of the game as it pertains to the masses of people and the understanding of, of most people that we come across. If I walk out of my neighborhood, the hundreds of people that exist right here in this few block radius of me, I, I can count on one hand, and that's just giving it the benefit of the doubt. I'm, I'm bold enough to say that I'm the only one in this entire, you know, however many block radius who has the mind to prepare or even has the mind to recognize that some preparations need to be made. D, I've you know, been in your own. I've been in your neighborhood. You're the only one, brother. Facts. Facts. You know what I mean? And and, and that's and that's the whole thing. And it's like I'd be hard pressed to go out here and try to convince any of these motherfuckers to, to band together and, and get on and get on code. You know, so I recognize that it's it's the fan in my neighborhood, you know, once the smoke really clears, who's gonna really be the vanguard? Who's gonna be the leader of where the world is going? You know what I'm saying? When, when the shit burns down, it's gonna have to be me or somebody just like me who's gonna at some point have to stand up and say, yo, 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 I've been getting ready for this. Check this out. This is what we do. You know, and that's what we're trying to do as a, as a whole, as, as a tribe and as a community. Yeah, I, uh, I, um, I totally agree. Uh, it's not as many, um, it's not as many that are going to, um, it's not as many that's going to be on code as we think. Look at these rooms. Um, and that'll give you an idea. The majority are going to go along with um, the mandates that aren't even laws. They're going to go with it. There will be those that wake up last minute. Um, there will be those that can, because they are quick thinkers, they're just cut up, caught up in a time warp. Um, they're caught up in a social structure, but they will be able to come out of it quickly. Uh, but there will be many that, that won't. Um, you know, and we ain't even got time to talk about them, man. We just don't. We have to build. We have to. We have to build what we're going to do. And you know, uh, the ones that the ones that try to tag along, that you know, they finally had some epiphany of consciousness or something hit them, and oh shit, ain't right. Um, you know, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. 
All I can tell them is to be quiet and let their spirit lead. Let their spirit tell them if what they're hearing is, is, is good or if what they're hearing is not. But they're going to have to be quiet because there's those of us who have been doing this work for years. And we see hey, man, the smoke. My fault, my fault, Jay. No, no, I was just good. saying, when the smoke clears and them gates go up, you're going to have to have a whole lot of something to get behind them gates. <laughs> yeah. You have a whole lot of something to offer the community getting them gates. You better come with some, some, some guns, some ammo, some, some, uh, some, some something to get behind that gate. And that's the way it got to be. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's like, this is not a sensationalized concept that we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like, either it's going to be, okay, at some point, I'm tired of my conveniences being taken away. I'm tired of feeling like a prisoner out here. I'm tired of wearing masks. I'm tired of not being able to go shopping. I don't want to do it. I know I know you, Rima, and Dean, that used to talk about not taking the vaccine, but damn, like, this is my life right here, man. My kid can't go to school. I can't homeschool all these motherfuckers. Damn, I need my food stamps. Shit, that $600 check every week was was, was going good. Like, all I got to do is take this vaccine. Everybody didn't die from it. <laughs> Let me go ahead and just jump out this shit. I mean, nobody will know. Like, if I go ahead and take it, like, if I go ahead and take it and I go back on Clubhouse, like, you're even not going to know I took the back. Like, maybe I should just do <laughs> Like, the walls are closing in on me, yo. I don't know what the fuck. Because what I'm going to do, damn, what I'm going to do. Right? Man, and, and, and the shit will get that real because it's not going to stop. That We're only good. one year in, man. This, this, the, they, when they say this is the new normal, this is the new way of life, we are one year into the new world. This shit ain't going nowhere. This gay shit ain't going nowhere. They're not going to hang the rainbows up next year when Pride Month comes along. <laughs> and we're just coming out every year, just like Christmas. Every fucking year, just like Christmas. Yo, the, the Pride flags will be more normal than the Christmas tree in a couple years. Real shit, man. And, 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 so, and so will the vaccine. The fact that the vaccine will be just as normal they ain't gonna be satisfied so, to all of us is down operating like robots with ships and shit in itself. That's the bottom line. The only option, the only option is, is to establish a community and do for self. That's the only option. Other, other than that, you're just waiting and delaying the inevitable. Because that needle coming to get your ass. <laughs> that was real that was real shit though uh d because because that's exactly how it happens i'm over here laughing but but the shit is is um that's that's real that's real that's how it happens people sit back and they contemplate like that especially when they haven't been preparing and unfortunately um so, you know some people um they they you know at this point can you go one meal a day can you go without a meal can you go for, with a meal every other day is your body trained to do that i mean it, it can can you know it, uh uh you know there there are certain training practices that 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 go along with this shit you know 
um, can you survive off of just a couple of bites of food per day? By the way, do we have, is there anybody in the chat who is any, uh, do we have any holistic um, healers or holistic uh, uh, practitioners that deal with uh, 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 diet, dietary, holistic dietary practitioners? Is there anybody in the chat? Um, yeah, so 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 this is this is this is real shit. This is not this is not for play. And when we're talking about building our starting our own community, that's being in close proximity to one another so that we can help one another out. So that we can help with with it's just so much easier to help together than to be spread out. And like you said, you hit it home. We 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 just fucking one year in. It's only going to get worse because they're only going to continue to take the reins. They're only going to continue to uh, 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 decapitate economically. That fucking transfer of wealth in 2020, them crackers made trillions. Them top, cra- them top crackers made trillions. While small businesses, a lot went, what? Half of small businesses went out of business. They're showing you on all levels. And for those that might be new that don't know what's going to happen, sit, go go and read some dystopian novels and you'll get it. When they talk about six corporations rule this world, go read some dystopian novels and then you'll see exactly where the fuck we at. Because the dystopian novels give it up. I don't even read them shit because I get reports on them. They give it up. Want to know what New World Order looks like? Go read some dystopian novels. That was a great example too, D of The Walking Dead. Purge is another one. Come on, man. Black Mirror. Yeah, Black Mirror is a... Black Mirror is some real ass shit, yo. That's, that's like the, the realest show since the fucking... Twilight Zone? Uh, Twilight Zone, yeah. It's like the new Twilight Zone. Yeah, especially episode uh, Nosedive. Oh. Yeah, with the social media. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Real shit. That's, I mean, that, that's really already the world that we in. It just looks different. But that's exactly what it is. That's what Instagram is. All the rest of this shit, man. People really do... Um, people really do gauge their, you know, their, their uh, self-image and shit based off of that. But you know what, though? You know, we talk about, like, being being ready as individuals for whatever scenario we might end up facing, right? Um, you talk about fasting, you know, being able to go a day without food, you know, things like that. Um, can people go a day by themselves? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For real, man. That's hey. I don't know if, if people really realize like there's a lot of motherfuckers out here that literally literally like think about it that literally cannot sit in their own house by themselves for more than a few hours before they gotta have company they gotta go somewhere to somebody else's house they gotta be around somebody somewhere and and coincidentally these are the same people who can't meditate for 30 seconds and when you think about it if anything was to if, if shit was to go down um there's there's a good chance that every individual in here um, for, for each of us, there's always a good chance that we can end up 
somewhere stuck by ourselves for a full period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get it in on our own. And that's why a bug out bag is important. You know, and, and I do have some playing cards in my bug out bag, so let's get some solitaire off. Because now. I want to say, solitaire is going to be playing spades. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's the thing, you know, it's, 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 meditation is also that, you know, training the mind to be able to, to operate on your own if it comes down to it. You know, because if you're sitting out in, in the wilderness by yourself, the animal noise is going to start getting to you. You're going to start tweaking and shit. Looking like Smokey in the pigeon coop. <laughs> you know, so I mean, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of levels to this shit, man. But you know, all in all, you know, it's necessary um, to build ourselves up as individuals because the community is based of a bunch of individuals. You know, well, the community is based of families, and families are are, are composed of individuals. You know, so we got to make sure that you know every step from the individual to the larger community that we're all moving. You know, in in a, in a way that's uh. That we can actually carry our own weight. You know, there's no point in trying to seek to be autonomous and separate ourselves if when we get there, you know, we all end up dying out because we don't know how to survive. Mm. Speaking of that bug out bag, man, is everybody in this room that, that I'm like family morning to, do we have evacuation plans? You know, what to do, you know, in case of an emergency, you know, do, you, do we have protocols in place for if you have an intruder? trying to come into your home or you're trying to be ambushed because these are the type of conversations you need to be having on a day-to-day basis my wife we, we talk about all this stuff on the regular any any we talked about so many different scenarios it's just it's ridiculous like what are we going to do yeah. and so this is the time to start having these conversations but not just having it once you need to be having it on a regular basis it's imperative well, and put your knives in the kitchen ain't going to save you either no yeah, and, 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 and really, really, um, um, it needs to be acted out. Um, I know some, I know a mother who, um, she acts it out with her children. And uh, she acts out fire alarms, she acts out tornado drills, she does all of that. And let that fire alarm accidentally go off. She cooks something in the smoke, lets, sets the fire alarm off. Them children is, them children is, they moving. And she'll have to tell, yo, yo, it's, no, no, it's, that, that, it went off by accident. So it's the same scenario. You have to train, you have to go through it. It's one thing to talk about stuff. It's great. It's another thing that, yeah, that simulation, when you actually go through the pro, the procedure slow, then you go through it quickly and you quicken up each time. It's very important to act these things out. Um, and so um, we've been at this almost, it's going to be, it's going to be, I think, uh, four hours. Um, I'm going to get ready to get off. Because uh, uh, I, I I own a job. <laughs> and I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to get up in a couple hours, so. Hey man, I've been standing. I've been standing with one foot in and one foot out for the past hour and a half, trying to leave out this room. <laughs> and I keep turning around, peeking my head back in to say some shit. I'm out of here, man. I'm going to sleep, man. I'm literally in the closet, shadow boxing while y'all talk. <laughs> I can see you doing that shit too, dude. Yeah, right, right, right. 
Hey, this has been this has been it's been fruitful. Uh, hopefully, uh, people got something out of it. I know I did. Uh, it's always learning, and um, yeah, welcome to the welcome to the Mastermind Alliance. Wait a minute, let me see. Uh, somebody got the. Uh, let me see. People got uh, eight out of the, uh, train record. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to catch you on the next one, family. I was trying to pull you up, G. I couldn't get you up here, man. Yeah, I'm gonna have to catch you on the next one because we gonna get we gonna get up out of this room. I'm 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 tired. Uh, but um, everyone, be safe. Uh, think about some of the stuff that was said, especially as far as the prepping, um, and. Uh, be there. There was one person that said his. Uh, uh, I can't. I, was, I think it was Parlay said his uh, grandmother got the vac, and he just told her he's gonna have to sleep outside in his tent. Um, I was laughing when I read it, but that is real shit. Um, be careful, man. People is getting sick from these vaccinated people, man. They getting sick, and and their sickness is some of it is not good. This shit is real. This shit is real, so you got to be careful, man. One of my greatest fears now is people not knowing somebody's that. Man. Yeah, it's 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 like, and I don't fear a lot, but shit. That, that, that shit and shit, that shit is real. Because you don't... The, 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 <laughs> I, I'm not even going to go off. I, I'm, I'm going to end this. No. But, Matter of fact, that goes back to integrity I was talking about. Can you trust people? Yeah. Now you can't trust people, man. You can't trust nobody out this bitch. But what I do know is that in the same way that motherfuckers need to get the same type of treatment as if if, if they got, you know, HIV or something and they out here sleeping with people without telling people that they got HIV, keep the same fucking energy when it comes to this this vaccine, man. Yeah. Facts. Well, 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 shit, that shit, they, they say the vac got that shit up in it. And telling people, yeah, and they're telling people, they're telling people that if your doctor says, if your doctor says it, to ignore him or her, to ignore that. Like, this is the craziest shit. People getting shit shot in them. They don't even know the ingredients in the shit. Then, 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 if they're if they're giving giving you a positive reading for something, the CDC is saying ignore that shit. Look, I'm, what he just, he said I got HIV. Yeah, just ignore it. it. It'll 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 drop off. What what the fuck is that like? Just temporary temporary AIDS. That's all temporary. Yeah, yeah right, right. White blood cells next to zero. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get one or two though. Just give it a couple of weeks. You gonna get a couple of blood cells. Right, right. Good night, family. I'm up out of here, man. I love y'all, man. Rest well. I'm out. Peace, Peace family. Peace, Peace. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Barrows. I yeah, you definitely can't run from it, but uh. Yeah, you can you can do you can you can do your best to make sure you ain't around no vaccinated people. That's, wow. So anyway, peace, love, and light, family. We are out. I am Marianne. You you 
Yeah, I am Marianne. You can be up because you you got you you know you you up late. I can't do it. Peace, love, and light. We're out. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message.